Our First Looks coverage is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Get your next laptop, tablet, Xbox, and more by going to firstlooks.tv slash Microsoft. Hello, Internet. I'm Scott. And I'm Danielle. And we are here at uh, Roboticon 2018 here in Tampa Bay at uh, the USF... Yingling. Sure. Center. Uh, most people in the area know it as the Sundome. Uh, and we've been here for the last couple of years. I think this is the third or fourth year we've been here now. Uh, we love this venue. It's so great. Uh, we, and it's because we're able to bring so many new teams. Definitely. Uh, there's so many more teams. There's a lot of space. Here than it's when we It's very open. Yeah. It's, and it's got a great staff. We actually have, oh, yeah, especially now. Uh, we actually have the largest uh, attendance that we've ever had planned for this year. And uh, if it grows at the rate that we think it will, we may not be entirely in this room next year because we may have outgrown the main venue of the Sundome. And that is absolutely awesome yes. for Roboticon. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, with, with First Tech Challenge and First Lego League and Lego League Junior uh, growing, uh, we're expecting to have over 3,000 people, over 3,500 people in the building this year, mm -hmm. wow. which is crazy. And uh, even the rate that Roboticon increases, uh -huh. it just shows us even more how like no well known yeah. robotics is becoming yes. and first is becoming. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I'm so glad to see this event uh, growing at the rate it is because it really is a lot of fun. Uh, so. If you're watching us live, I'm not looking at you. Now I'm looking at you. If you're watching us live, um, you will see um, more of the behind-the-scenes stuff than normal, and that is because, in addition to <coughs> in addition to the uh, the show, we are also running. You'll see these big screens behind us, and possibly some students who are some people who are about to get in our way behind us here. Um, <laughs> people don't follow rules. No. Uh, the big screen behind us over here, we are also running that and the live stream for Roboticon. So we've got two full studios set up. And that means that we don't have uh, all of the bandwidth to show you all of the cameras this year. So no big deal. It is what it is. Um, I guess uh, before we get started, we should say that our coverage is probably powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're programming robots or doing homework or starting a business or you just want to play games, the Microsoft Store has uh, all the stuff you need to do. All of that from the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X to the Surface Pro and Surface, Surface Book. Book. Oh, I love my Surface Book. <laughs> and, of course, uh, games and all of that stuff. And uh, not just Microsoft stuff. There's the Samsung Galaxy S9 and the, the new Note and all of that stuff is all available for you. By going to F, nope. Plug hits live. Nope. Firstlooks.tv slash Microsoft. <laughs> and don't forget, if you're a student, you get a 10% discount on almost all of the products available at the I Microsoft do. Store. You just need a .edu email address hey. or um, a military ID, and you get 10% discount on almost everything. It's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, our first guest is here. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Uh, my name's Cooper. I'm the vice chair of IEEE here at USF, which is the Institute of Electrical, uh, Electrical and Electronics Engineers at the University of South Florida. Um, so we're basically the uh, college version and uh, uh, version of what all these students are going to be doing when they, uh, when they get there. 
Uh, we also have a, a robotics team as well that um, participate in conferences and also just okay. uh, for hobbyists and stuff like that. Nice. Um, we also have our Electrothon car here as well, uh. which is basically uh, it's a, it's more of an endurance race where you have a limited battery capacity and it's how fast you can go and how many laps you can do in, in one battery charge. So it's a lot of fun. We love our Electrothon people. Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. So we've so yeah, we've we, had lots of opportunities to talk to and Electrothon. And we love learning more about yeah, that. Too. Yeah, it's such awesome. a cool organization. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun, and we and we have a lot. Of, we we go all around the country to do it. So, um, and and IEEE itself is actually a professional organization first, the the largest in the world. And that trickled down into the student organizations wow. as well. So it's a great opportunity for uh, students to get more involved and network with professionals that are going to be in this industry, as well as teach them, uh, you know, technical stuff that they need to know in the engineering world. So sure. it's a lot of fun. So are you a student or? Are yes. You? Okay. Yeah. I'm a fourth year electrical engineering student here at USF. At USF. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Very so. cool. So uh, were you involved in stuff? Like in high school, and that's how you got into IEEE, no. or did you get here and you're like, hey, there's this thing? No, yeah. So <laughs> I actually became an electrical engineer because uh, I did some, uh, I replaced the sound system on my car, <laughs> and you know, from, you know, from scratch. And so sure. that kind of pushed me towards electrical, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know any of this existed when I was in high school. You know, I, I, I was talking to a high schooler earlier who said he was in electronics four. And I was like, I haven't taken electronics too, you know. It is, <laughs> these guys are amazing, you know. So the fact that they uh, have this opportunity to get so involved is incredible. So, you know, it can only help them. When did you discover FIRST in this whole world that's behind us? Um, so when I, uh, when I came in my freshman year, I was, uh, I was still unsure whether or not I wanted to do an electrical and mechanical engineering. And I saw IEEE. Um, come and present to one of our freshman classes and you know they kind of showed some of the robotics that they had been building and the projects that they were working on and so I started going to some of their meetings and kind of got a little bit more involved and then everything picked up from there so uh, you know I, I've done stuff I mean heck some of these kids are probably better than me but I built a couple of uh, uh, Bluetooth controlled RC cars as okay. well and, and things like that because it's it's fun, you know, isn't yeah, it? Yeah <laughs> So yeah, these 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 kids are way ahead of me though. They got a head start yeah. So when did you start getting more involved in IEEE and decided you wanted to become? Mm -hmm. uh, the role you are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we actually had a conference um, um, Southeast conference uh, at IEEE uh, USF so okay. one of the people who were uh, was going to be the project lead of a hackathon that they were having had to step down and I saw it as an opportunity to get a little bit more involved and take on a little bit more leadership and so I ended up planning the hackathon getting the venue getting the companies the sponsorships and everything like that nice. and it was a really fun and successful event and through that uh, I then uh, applied to become the vice chair and ended up getting it that way so okay. So yeah, that's, I mean, now I've been really heavily involved and I mean, it gives you the opportunity to, you know, work on fun projects. You know, um, we have a lot of, we, we do a lot of funding for people if they want to have, if they have an idea in mind that they want to build. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great for fostering growth and creativity in engineering. What it's, kind? Inter it's interesting. Okay. I also hosted a hackathon okay. through USF. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. With the help of IEEE a number oh. of years ago. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually an interesting connection. Yeah. 
So they're, I mean, and they're a lot of fun too. So yeah, for sure. What kind of responsibilities do you oversee being the vice chair? Yeah. So uh, the president and I uh, basically coordinate all the uh, workshops that we have and all the industry presentations that we have throughout the year. So we have workshop chairs and um, uh, more technical, more technical chairs that we have throughout the year. And we just basically oversee and make sure that everyone's organized, everyone's scheduled, and you know, make sure that event dates aren't interfering with other IEEE dates. And, you know, make sure that everyone for the Electrothon Racing Team has their funding and everything that they need. Um, but, but yeah, we we oversee things, and I get CC'd in a lot of emails, so that's always fun. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, how long have you been involved in the organization? In IEEE? Yeah. Uh, officially three years, okay. um, you know, to just through signing up as a student member. Um, but then I really started to become more involved these last two years. And that's okay. when I started, when I did the hackathon and I uh, started running for vice chair and things like that. Okay. So. Very cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that there's a robotics aspect of yeah. it. There's mm -hmm. the Electrothon. Yeah. Uh, what other kind of like outreach things does IEEE do? Because I know like you guys do all kinds of, yeah. like it's a pretty wide organization. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, IEEE itself is a, a technical organization first and then more of a, you know, getting uh, uh, college uh, engineers jobs as well. Like there's, there's other organizations like Society of Women Engineers and uh -huh. Society of Hispanic Professional that. Engineers. <laughs> yeah. So those are a lot more focused on just professional skills. Like, you know, how do you create your elevator speech and like bringing mm -hmm. you to conferences? IEEE is more technical, but we've been trying to reach out into those fields as well. So we do uh, technical workshops like teaching, uh, teaching people how to use the Arduino or Python or OpenCV. And then we also uh, get in contact with uh, companies in the area like Lockheed Martin and Mosaic and Burns and McDonald. And they'll come in and they'll talk uh, a little bit about their nice. company and what opportunities that electrical engineers usually specifically, but other engineers could have in their company. So. In what ways do you think IEEE better prepared you for your life after college? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you just go through the regular engineering curriculum, there's probably only one project that you'll actually be working on, and the rest of it's just classwork. And when you go in and you talk to an interviewer, they don't care about you know your electrical systems one class that you took, because no, everyone right. took electrical systems, right. you know? So they want to hear, what kind of projects have you been working on? What are you interested yes. in? Yeah. And uh, IEEE allows you the opportunity to do that, you mm -hmm. know. I, and, and I had only been in IEEE for a couple months before I, I built the RC car and I started working on the hackathon. And I put that on my resume. And the very next interviews I, I, I went to, that's all they wanted to talk about. That's all they cared about. Because it's something different. Right. And it shows that you're actually passionate about the electrical engineering field and that you're not just going to get a job and, yep. you know, go through the normal routine. For sure. In my software company, when we hired people, I was never interested in their, yeah, their yeah, schoolwork I mean, or yeah, any of that. Exactly. It was always, what are you doing in your spare time? Yeah. What interesting things have you decided to do yourself? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, you can have a high GPA and you can do the coursework, but unless you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, if it doesn't really interest you, you know, you're not going to have fun doing it. Because it's, you know, uh -huh. what you're going to be doing the rest of your life. You exactly. know, so. There was a panel earlier with uh, Citibank, yeah. I think, and uh, one of the women said, 
uh, passion without motivation mm-hmm. is valueless. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, those are the words I've been looking for. Because you can be passionate enough to get a perfect GPA all through school, but if you're not doing anything in your free time, there's no motivation there. That's not yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. <laughs> building I, Bluetooth RCs. And all <laughs> kind. You're... You've got both. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually, I have a friend who's a uh, double major in electrical engineering and computer engineering. Oof. So, yeah, he, he had a lot of fun. Uh, and he actually uh, just accepted a job offer at Citibank as well. Nice. And, you know, he had a high GPA, but when he, ta- he talked to me why they hired him, it wasn't because of that. He actually posted on his LinkedIn profile that uh, he was reading a C++ book for fun. And that was it. And that started a conversation with one of the employers, like, you know, you're actually interested in yes. this. Uh-huh. And it sparked interest yeah, in exactly. their eyes. That's and he awesome. was, he was. He was interested in what he was doing. So that's right. It's, it's interesting. We've been through, uh, through the organization that puts on Roboticon. We've actually been talking about putting together reading lists, like the things that each of us are either currently reading or things that inspired us to go in the direction oh, that yeah. we're going for that reason, to show you've got to be... Yeah, and you gotta, especially <laughs> with uh, you know with these kids, you have to break the disconnect between uh, you know every. A lot of people think that computer science and electrical engineering is just too hard, or if it it wasn't meant for them. You know, if they look at it, they see and they're like, oh, that's I, I can't yeah. do that. So, but we have to open those doors to them and show that like you know like, this is it's possible. This is possible. Yeah. It's and it starts off really simple, and it's a lot of fun. So once you break, once you start breaking down those barriers, you know that's when people can get really interested and involved with it. Exactly. And IEEE is, you said it's a global organization. Yeah. So it actually it's over a hundred years old now. Wow. Um, It started as just a professional organization, and now has just kind of become for the professional side. It helps uh, professionals stay uh, up to date with continuing education. Uh, you know, because the uh, especially in electrical engineering, technology is constantly evolving. So it's 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 very important for engineers to be up to date with what's new. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and as the a student, ru- change or- in rules and regulations. Yeah, and the, exactly. There's all kinds of things that you've got to know. Yeah, exactly. So and on the student organization, you know, it's just a fun way to kind of have a, a a social and uh, engineering outlet that you can work on throughout your spare time for sure mm-hmm. uh i had an intern a couple years ago who was a student at usf okay. and uh we gave her a, a project she's like i but i don't know what i'm doing yeah and we said that's the that's the thing about being an engineer an engineer is mm-hmm. the the job of never knowing what you're doing yeah <laughs> yeah because you're not gonna if get you, a syllabus out there yeah because you know? if you did know what you were doing it's not engineering yeah it's then just, anyone could do yeah exactly yeah. You're not you're not building something, you know. You're just replicating something. Yeah. That's not. You're just going that's through not engi- the motions. That's, that's not, not engineering. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's rote work. Yeah. Engineering is the process of never quite knowing what you're doing. Yeah, I know, and and and, <laughs> and so that can be part of the disconnect between the industry and uh-huh. the academia world. Is, For sure. You know, when I got into my internship, they gave me a project, and they said. Have fun, uh-huh. you know, and they ju- and they just leave you off like that. So you know, it, it you definitely have to be, you know, self-structured, self-organized, and and you know, you have to be able to think outside of the box. You know, is that what we did to you? Did we give you a project and just send you off on your own? <laughs> <laughs> 
She interned for our software company, too. Oh, okay, very cool. Here, enjoy. Bye-bye. Yeah, we'll talk fun. to you later. <laughs> well, if people want to find out more about uh, IEEE or IEEE at USF, how can they do that? Yeah, so uh, definitely the first place to look would be on Facebook. Okay. If you just type in IEEE USF. IEEE, if you just type in IEEE on Google, uh, you know that'll bring you to the, the main organization cool. website. And then through that website, it'll lead you to the different student chapters you have or the different pro uh, professional chapters that would be in your area. Awesome. And, they're, and they're all across the United States and the world. So you're, if, if, if you live in the U.S. or, you know, it, uh, anywhere in Europe or Asia, you know, there's bound to be uh, um, a, an organization near you cool. that you could be a part of. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking thank to us you. today. Yeah, thank you for your time. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And have a good uh, rest of the event. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Um, you're all set. Uh, excellent. So that is fascinating. I've So I've known about the organization. I've worked with it a little bit when we did the hackathon and stuff like that. But uh, that's new for me, all the things that they do. Oh, yeah. What a wide organization. Um, and bringing student involvement into it so that way they have, they're better prepared yeah. even for their future. Yeah, they not, start early. It's not quite mentoring, uh, uh, internship. It's more like actual real world, spare time, real world hands-on. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have our next guest here. Hello. Hello. How are you? Quite well. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Sure. My name is Amira Muhammad. I'm a third-year chemical engineering student here at the wonderful University of South Florida. And I am this year's program coordinator for the Bulls Eye program, which is Bulls Engineering Youth Experience. And what exactly oh. does that entail? So Bulls Eye is actually a summer camp program that we host here at USF. It's a six-week program we do every single summer. It's completely wow. free for Tampa Bay students and wow. local students. We even have people from as far as Sarasota drive up every single morning to our summer camp. We teach middle school students engineering discipline. So we have a plethora amount of 3D printers. They make 3D printers and they attach them to battle bots. And we teach them about motors and servos and how to build robots and to just be our next generation of engineers. What? <laughs> See, now I'm mad. That's unfair. <laughs> I want to participate. I agree. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. How long has this been running? Um, I believe we just had our fourth cohort, so we'll be our fifth year next year. And we're actually an NSF-granted program, so we've been really growing in these last few years, catching a lot of attention, and we love what we do. Wow. I, I don't blame you. That's a, <laughs> it's a cool thing that you get to do. Absolutely. How did you get involved? So I knew when I was coming into college, I wanted to be involved in pretty much everything. That's my entire attitude during high school. So I was just like, everyone, I need to join everything. I like to stay busy. I hate being idle because I feel like there's so much for me to do for my community, especially. So I'm like, I'm in college. There's so many people who got me through college or to get me into college. So what better way to give back than to be the little girl who was once in middle school and help so inspire someone else just like me. So I just heard about them online and I read about it. Like, although I'm an engineering major, I love teaching too. So it's like a really good intertwine because you don't yeah. really think as much in engineers. You think they're kind of antisocial. They just like to do their math homework and just go away. Me, 
social butterfly. Love people, love students, love children. And, and I met them and I was a mentor initially. So we hire undergrad students. So all of the people who are mentoring the middle school students, they're active USF students. And after a year, I fell in love with the program. I told Dr. Gaines, who is, um, he, this is his program. I was like, I love this. I want to do more. What can I do? Like, I, I want, love I love this. helping students. I love talking to people. And as you see, I'm a little chatterbox. It's just Sign like, me <laughs> up for everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Put my name down. <laughs> so what is the age, age range for these students? So initially, it was only middle school students. So it's rising 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. But we started having eighth graders that aged out and they loved it so much. So just this past summer, we started implementing, my apologies, we have high school students who come back and mentor the middle school students. And then the engineering students at USF are just kind of overseers. So they love our program so much. We're looking to expand all throughout high school. They don't they don't want to leave us, but they are able to get bright future um, hours for being with us. So Amazing. it's really helping them out. Nice. And how many students do you guys accept? with your summer program? So this past summer was actually our largest amount. We had, it was 80 middle school students, and then we had 30 undergrad students who were being mentors, and we had 10 high schoolers. So it was like well over 100 people just this past summer running around USF every day. Oh my goodness. And what's the span of this timeline for the summer camp? So it's a six-week program. Not only do we teach them engineering disciplines, we teach them like life skills because everyone knows middle school can kind of be a hard time in their lives. So we kind of like during the morning, we teach them life skills and afternoon, we're like, okay, let's go battle with the robots and <laughs> have motion sensors and let's kind of get your frustration of wow. middle school out on robots. Sounds like a lot of hands-on work. It is. And you don't really need a lot of experience because like I said, I'm a chemical engineering student. What do I know about robots? Um, but just being in the program, you learn as you go. Like, it's not just you teaching them. They teach you a lot. Like, people think our younger generation is like, oh, just sit there and listen to us. No, they know more than me. And I was just like, I'm humble. Like, just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the pleasure of, uh, of mentoring one of the, well, a couple of, but in particular one of the uh, first teams down here for a number of years. And, uh, yeah, the things that you learn from the kids is surprising. It's like, where did I miss that? Uh -huh. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, Absolutely. Getting, getting to work with, with kids is it's refreshing. unbelievably rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> and intelligence comes in all different forms, and you can obviously learn from each other. Especially, and it's almost like a stress relief at the point, because you think you're stressed out about the day, and then you look in the corner and see kids doing Fortnite dances. It's just like, <laughs> you guys have no worries. I'm over here stressed about Orgo and thermodynamics, and you're over here. <laughs> They're pretty oh. aggressive. It's great. <laughs> I know you wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But it's, it's awesome. They're, they're, they're just a joy. Children are they're yeah. our future, so we have to take care of them. Indeed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was not prepared for the Fortnite dances. <laughs> I was not prepared for the other headphone to kick on. Yeah. When you when you did the Fortnite dance, I heard that the too. second ear cup turned on for, for the first time. Too, I'm yeah. like, oh, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> wow. Okay distracted me for a second <laughs> so uh, what are you doing here today so here today we are tabling so okay. we actually invited a lot of our students out from this past summer to come and visit us again almost like a little reunion they get to see um, a lot of our mentors came back we have like eight of them 
up somewhere, oh, well, actually around the corner. Um, they're at the table, and we brought okay. all their robots that they made this summer, and we bought them out for display. Nice. And right now we have a lot of since they did the Lego Maestros. We do Tetris Prime, and we're out there running demos, and everyone's just coming over and playing with the robots. Are they the ones on the floor? Nah, I've seen you us. as I've <laughs> you know. panic run back and forth <laughs> as past we all the do expo. At these yeah, <laughs> I've seen the little robots on the floor, and I'm like, you gotta well, that's be careful. interesting. One almost took my leg off. I thought that was the end of me. <laughs> I didn't even sit back. They're huge. They're a big old book, and I was just talking and walking. And I'm like, whoop, there it is. But I caught myself. <laughs> that's good. That's good because <laughs> we we built uh, last year. We built a robot for the first tech challenge uh, in a weekend. And uh, we made a small mistake, and instead of building an arm that put a thing out, we ended up building a cannon on it. Wasn't our intention, but it's definitely <laughs> what happened. And yeah, those things can accidentally get very dangerous very quickly right. if you're not paying attention. So that's definitely why we give them six weeks to learn about. Like, just uh -huh. it's not all fun to play. You do have to be diligent and make sure uh -huh. that you're being careful because these are things that can, you know, exactly. <laughs> oh, indeed. And depending on the size, you start working with some of these these uh, first robotics competition machines, mm -hmm. they can be taller than us. And, and I'm like four feet tall, so that's a lot. <laughs> I feel that on a spiritual <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was the one season where they were picking up the trash cans and the machines were like, they were averaging about six foot. Just the robots? Yeah. Those things will take you out if you're not paying attention. Yeah. So. <laughs> at, at what point did you find out about all of this craziness behind <laughs> us? It's so funny. Maybe about two weeks ago, and my oh. professor, Dr. Gacy, was like, hey, there's a robotics competition. We're a robotics summer camp. Let's go. And I'm like, let's do it. So you've never heard of FIRST before then? I haven't. And wow. now that I'm here, I'm like, you guys got me for life. Sign Every me year. up. Yeah. <laughs> Put my name down. Put my name down. <laughs> Good, because we need mentors. <laughs> and... Um, if you talk to First Tech Challenge, they need judges in January. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up right now. That's her motto. That's her motto. <laughs> Put my name up. down. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. O on your way out, make sure that uh, you ask Michelle to over there sign the you up. to send you in the right direction. I give her because, my resume, my email, everything. She needs my LinkedIn. Honestly, LinkedIn. they were asking us earlier if really? we knew anybody who could be judges this year. So. I'm your girl. <clears throat> awesome. All the way at the end. That's that's where you're looking for the little field at the end over there, they see a little and that's for everyone you. too. Yeah, if anyone absolutely. is ever interested in being involved with First or any of this stuff, FirstInspires.org is the website. Honestly, it's awesome. Yeah, being a part of this is very, it's very fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, it's the energy you put in, you more than get back. And even though. You know, you and I may be grumpy by the end of tomorrow, <laughs> by and next she, week. And she definitely understands that because she works with kids every summer. Right. Nine and that <laughs> has to be as fulfilling as, like, volunteering here as well. Absolutely. And doing a summer class and working at Chick-fil-A. So it's, oh, wow. it's a great thing. She likes you've being got, busy. Sign her up. got lots of things. Uh, I love <laughs> it. Um, there's no time for idleness. <laughs> I'm with you. Too much to do. Uh, <laughs> if people want to find out more about Bullseye, how can they do that? Well, just go to our good friend Google, and then we just type in Bullseye Engineer. We'll just say Bullseye USF. We'll get you there. We also have our website, BullseyeMentoring.org. Mm -hmm. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We've got a bunch of cool websites <laughs> everywhere. So mm -hmm. Bullseye USF, they're only one. There's only us. And if you're <laughs> in the Tampa Bay area, that's that's where they can get involved? Yes, ma'am. So Very when cool. you go to either of those websites, and we 
keep them pretty current and we'll um, open up a application usually about May or April and like I said it's completely free parents don't pay for anything we have free lunch every single day just drop off the children we'll take care wow. of them they'll be little wizards by the time they come back home. That's little wizards cool. I love that <laughs> I love that we actually have a lot of students from our program in these competitions that come cool. by and their little school they're like we taught you <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that's the biggest reward honestly seeing they're actually taking what we're learning and every child and they want to be it. there yeah <laughs> that's awesome well thanks so much for coming by and talking thank to us today thank me. you so much and uh enjoy the rest of the event oh i thank you absolutely right, have a great one what? i like her <laughs> what <laughs> that's awesome i'm glad we started the day with her yes start with a little extra energy i sign like sign her up oh that's that I love the program. That what it's a great an amazing idea. Program. Um I'm going to uh to give a quick uh thing off camera. Um I would love it if we could pull the clock up yes, on the I studio agree. computer so that we can see what time it is. Cuz that's always a problem for us and and that's muted too. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll deal wait. with that in a second. Okay. Um That'll work. That'll work. That'll keep us going. Mm -hmm. I think it's big enough. Um, yeah. I. Such a cool program. And Definitely even cool lunch program. is included? What? I didn't get a chance to ask her about the funding for the program. but yeah, how, they, how they do it. But that's amazing. And they, the students have access to the 3D printers and uh -huh. to all, of the, such all cool. of the tools that the students have as well. That's so cool. I. We'll find out more about that why off camera. <laughs> why is there not a an adult summer camp? I, it makes me <laughs> sad. Make one. Fair enough. I I think we just volunteered for a weird project. <laughs> well, our next guest is here. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. How are you two? Fantastic. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Uh, my name's Anaya, and I'm the first year FTC member for the pink team. Awesome. So you're your first year member. Yeah. All right. Season has just gotten started for you guys. We're, what, two weeks in, right? Yeah. How is how is that experience two weeks into your into the season? Year. How is yeah. that? Um, it's actually a lot of fun. The teams are very friendly with each other. They're, though I do have a little experience of being just around this type of stuff because okay. my brother was on the team before I was. Oh, okay. okay. And and the pink team's been around yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. So they're established, which is a good yeah. starting point. <laughs> well, I was going to ask where you found out about the pink team and about FIRST, yeah. but I'm guessing that's your brother. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience learning about FIRST? Um, I did know a lot of it at first, just coming into it from my brother, because I was around that from a very young age. So, so you're always a part of the team even before you join the team? Yeah. Okay. All right. Were you a part of, like, the meets and stuff as well? Uh, yeah, because my brother would have to take me to them. Okay. okay. So you were always exposed to the stuff going around. Yes. What made you decide to join the team yourself? Um, I feel like just being around this type of stuff got me really attached to things like this. Sure. And also my brother and dad like to build things just around the house, too. What is your particular interest within, like, engineering um, or even any part of the team? I think I, I like programming a lot. Okay. Uh, so I think I'm going to go into that with the actual robot itself. Okay. All right. That's cool. Uh, what, have you, what have you had the opportunity to do so far? 
Um, we've basically just been sketching out different okay. ideas for robots and things like that. So what does the design process look like for you guys? Because I know, I know Pink Team's got a pretty good design process before you start yeah. building. So what does that look like? Uh, considering there's a lot of us, we're pretty much split off into three different groups. And okay. we all just kind of have like pencils and paper and things like that. And we just talk about different designs and draw them out. How many members are in your team? Um, I think about 45. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. <laughs> For an FTC team? Yeah, I think there's a lot of us. That is insane. That's, yeah, that's huge. Is the pink team a community-based team or a high school-based team? Um, kind of both, because it's about <laughs> okay. three or four high schools. Okay. Oh, that's I did right. not know that. It's yeah. a it's a cooperative team. There's mm -hmm. a couple of schools that work together for it. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Which schools are involved? Um, Space Coast, Junior, Senior. Here, I know Coco High is in there. Yep. I think Satellite. Pete, and I don't remember the fourth one. I remember that from the engineering notebooks in the past. Now that I, yeah. I used to do judging for First Tech Challenge. So, interesting. Okay. Um, what is your favorite aspect of the game this year? Because the game is very interesting. And maybe if you can explain a little bit of the game, cause oh, since yeah. you're our first FTC interview since, of today. Yeah, since the field has started. Um, the game is pretty simple. We have to... to basically pick up either a ball or, or a cube kind of thing, and we have to drop it into a specific area. Yeah, the balls and cues don't have different point values or anything, but we okay. can only handle two at a time. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a pretty big limit. But differentiating between the balls and the cubes has been the biggest hurdle so far. Okay. And we just haven't got around that quite yet. Because the balls and cubes have to be in different locations? Yes. Okay. Has to score them correctly. Okay. So that has been the largest thing we have to get past, and we're not quite there yet. But I feel like this experience is gonna kind of launch us forward, just into the fray. Yeah, definitely. So, talking with other teams today at this event, because there are a lot of teams that show up at Roboticon. Yeah. Um, have you learned anything else that you guys might want to like? look into to implement in your robot? Uh, yeah, like different drivetrains and bases and things like that. And there's also different collection systems because that has been the holy grail so far. What kind it. of collection system are you using right now? Um, what we're looking at is conveyor belt to pull the balls in, and okay. then there would be spikes at the bottom that wouldn't touch the ball but would pull the cubes in. Okay. Oh, so you don't have one implemented right now, but you're no. looking to implement it. Yeah, we're looking okay. at them. Right. Still, still in the drawing phase. Yes. Okay. Um, so I know on the two corners, there's there's like a rocky ledge. Yeah. I know very little about the game this year. So where does that little ledge come in? How does that factor into scoring? Uh, well, we can go in there, but that's where the balls and cubes are housed, basically, oh, okay. at the beginning. Okay. So we can go in there, but we're looking not to. Okay. Basically just for the sake of not flipping the robot over yeah. in the middle of the game. Since it's like unpredictable, it's all—it's yeah. very strange. Yeah, I wouldn't try and go over that either. Because <laughs> yeah, the edge itself is curved, and what they make the ledge out of isn't even either. There's a there's a very high chance of flipping the robot with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were looking at that uh, last night or this morning, and yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, so, the the center, the the rover in the middle, right, has the ability to hang. All, all four robots to hang? Did I see that? There's hooks for all yes. four? 
Wow. Have you seen four robots actually hanging? Yes. Oh, you have. Okay. As we have seen that, we've seen that in the practices actually. Just okay. Trying to get the balls and cubes in there, and then having enough time to hang afterwards because right. it does take a while. Mm -hmm. Are you guys still implementing your hanging system? Uh, yeah, because we're working on a two pulley system. Okay. So, so the top part where that we're using to score is going to be the part to hang. When is oh, okay. your first competition? I don't know. We haven't really talked about that yet. Okay. okay. So that's still in the future. Yeah. Okay. All right. What league does your team fall into? I don't remember. Um, is it is it Space Coast League? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Um, what was I going to ask? I have absolutely no idea. I had What if a I question. could tell you I'd what be, you were thinking? I would not be surprised <laughs> even a little bit at this point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, this year, oh, that's it. This year, there's a weight limit on the robots. Did I hear yeah. that? 42 pounds? Yeah. Has that ever been a thing? They had to implement a, a scale. Why? They because they're too heavy? Because hanging four robots on that thing in the middle. And they don't want to... They don't want it to just collapse in the middle of a match. So, are you guys are you guys worried about the weight? Um, we might be in the future because the two pulleys will be quite hefty. Especially right. the one on the top for scoring because that's, that's the one to hang. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But so far, we're looking at about 30 pounds because that's pretty easy okay. for all of us to lift. Okay, fair enough. Because I know in the past, we've seen some surprisingly heavy robots. Oh, a, yeah. There's some like been the, made out of wood. The Middleton teams have done some pretty heavy robots. Oh, I think yeah. Hy Hydra 2 one year had a really heavy robot. <laughs> so, you know, that this can... This has never really been an issue. Yeah, we've we've never considered a weight limit before, so... It's it's been an interesting addition to the yeah. to the limitations. So, uh, are you looking forward to to getting out there and and seeing the thing that you've been involved in on the field? Uh, yeah, very much so. Do you know about how long before you're gonna have a thing started? Um, possibly next week because okay. I do know a good portion of the team have 3D printers already. Okay. okay. How often does your team meet? Um, about twice a week. Twice a week. Okay, so it's very involved. Mm -hmm. All right. Does all 40-something members attend every meeting? Um, so far they have, but that's probably going to stop once we start spreading out into different groups and things Yeah, like into that. different areas, yeah. and then yeah. you guys can meet up on your own. Mm -hmm. That definitely makes sense. And is it now the pink team has a just has an, a, a first tech challenge team, or is uh, there also a FRC team? There's an FRC team. Okay. Well. And so is it like, is there like a, an intermingling of team members yes. that work on both? Okay. Yes, a lot. That's awesome. So you'll get, you'll get the opportunity to see both games in action this yes. year? That's cool. I can't wait to see what they do with space and the big machines. Because yes. <laughs> the themes have been great this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel so like the games get better and better. Yeah. As so I can't wait to see what they do. Now that Disney's involved in the in the game design team. They are? Yeah. Last two seasons. This will be season three. That's it's why amazing. it's <laughs> right? why it's why the first robotics competition games have been so heavily themed the last couple mm -hmm. of years. Is because Disney's been involved. <laughs> uh, that's very cool. So if people want to find out more about your team, how can they do that? Um they're actually I believe there is a website. 
website, but you have to go through it through the Facebook page, okay. which is thepinkteam.net. Okay. Even it's all lowercase and no spaces or anything. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Uh, you're welcome. I enjoyed it very much. Have a great rest of Roboticon. Have a great season. Thank you. You too. Absolutely. These FTC games really, like, I wanted, especially... I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Okay, so this game All right. is, for those of you who are from our area, this name will sound familiar to you. Michael Coleman is, uh, is local to us, used to be the, the Tampa area director, then became the Florida state director, and then joined the, uh, the game design team for First Tech Challenge two or three seasons ago. This game right here is his opus. This is his game. For which one? For First Tech Challenge. First Tech Challenge. This is his game. Uh, and that's so cool. You can, like, if you know him and then you go look at this field, it's all the things that he's always wanted to do in a game but couldn't. Like, all four teams being able to hang. Mm-hmm. You used to have to figure out ahead of time yeah, who was going to try gonna do it. because only two robots could hang because that was all the space there was uh -huh. or, you know, whatever limitation. But first robotics competition can have a, what, 120-pound robot mm -hmm. and all six teams can hang. Yeah. So Well, so I know that all of the students are still <laughs> waiting on a water theme. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There's uh, There's water on the moon and it's a space theme this year. If I had to take a guess, that's as close as you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so, bad news for you. Electronics and water, never a good match. So, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't get your hopes up on a water game. But, yeah, this is, this is Michael Coleman getting to do all the things that he's always wanted a first tech challenge game to be. And I'm, I've been having fun researching it and playing over there at the field and getting to see it because it looks like him it <laughs> you can you can he looks you, like a big ftc block <laughs> he, field. Lo he looks like a uh, a giant rover <laughs> uh, but yeah you can if you know him you can see him in this field and i love that definitely well we have our next guest here hello hi how are you doing today good how are you guys We're fantastic <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Um, my name is Abby Blocker, and I'm a student here at USF in the biomedical engineering department. Oh. Yes. So wow. We've had yeah. engineers from all over the school. It's awesome. Chemical engineer, electrical <laughs> engineer, well, biomedical. That just tells you how involved USF is, though, so yeah. it's awesome. I yes. love that. So yeah. what brings you here today? Um, today we're volunteering, trying to get the word out about our department. It's a, a new department. We just started mm -hmm. our undergraduate um, last year, so oh. I'm a sophomore this year, and it's the I'm in the first group of graduating right. uh, with the biomedical engineering department. That's and awesome. What year were you again? Um, this is my second year. Your at second USM. year. Oh. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you are you are that pioneering class. Yes. <laughs> which yes. can be both great and a little frightening. Yeah. As, yeah scary. As definitely. the as the school kind of ramps itself up. Gets everything together. Yeah, but it's it's been going really well so far Good. and I'm enjoying the coursework and the department is really um, working with us and trying to promote all of the people in this first and second group to um, achieve our success. That's awesome. 
how did you get into biomedical engineering? Because <laughs> that's, that's a fascinating field. It definitely is. Yeah, I was actually, when I came to college or was applying, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, absolutely no idea. And then um, I found out about this program and I decided to try it out. And okay. it's been going really well and I'm enjoying engineering. I mean, I had no engineering background and just everybody working wow. with me and helping me has really really helped. So you came into it with no engineering background. Correct, yes. <laughs> and you jumped into biomedical engineering, <laughs> which is one of the more complicated engineering <laughs> disciplines. Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. What are you hoping to do with it after school? Um, right now I'm looking into biomechanics. So there's a lot of different uh, routes that you can take with biomedical engineering. You can go to medical school, you can go straight into industry, or um, you can go to graduate school. So I'm not really looking to go to medical school, but I, I am looking to get more into biomechanics um, and work with uh, more mechanical engineering and that type of aspect and mm -hmm. how it applies to the biomedical research. And what would okay. be your dream job to apply that? My dream job, I would really want to work for like a space corporation or NASA, that type of thing, and doing um, bio research for them. Wow. That sounds like it would be an awesome thing, job. <laughs> well, I've got good news for you. The rep from NASA is sitting right, standing right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to talk to him after this. <laughs> He's actually really cool. He did a, a panel earlier. Oh, He's wow. Fascinating. Uh, software engineering wow. from, from NASA. Uh, so, okay. So you'd like to, to work with NASA in a biomedical engineering biomechanics aspect correct where does that where does that meet for you where, where do those cross over for you um well there's a lot of research being done in terms of like people going into space so that's the next step mm -hmm. is the people going into space and so there needs to be a lot of research done on how space affects the body, how the spacecraft will affect the body. Um, you need to do exercise in order to keep your bone density mm -hmm. uh, and your strength up. So there's a lot of research being done in how that can be done most effectively okay. and efficiently in space. And so that's like that's a thing that gets you going. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, can I mean, see that, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So. Thank you. I'm, I'm a software person and that sounds yeah, like fascinating definitely. research. <laughs> So you said you were really interested in the coursework you're working on right now. Yes. What kind of classes are you taking right now that you're so very passionate and interested in? Okay, well, and now I'm taking more of the basic, um, like, first two year type of classes. Um, but physics, I, I just feel like uh, most of the classes I can see have uh, an application to what I'm working on through the research lab and that type of thing. Okay. So physics, statics, um, calculus, yeah. all the basics, I mean, but it's nice. We do have a lot of applied classes, so mm -hmm. there'll be, instead of just regular calculus, we have engineering calculus, um, differential equations, we have modeling analysis, so I it's... I did not like differential <laughs> equations. <laughs> <laughs> I took that class. <laughs> uh, what classes are you looking forward to that are on your path? Um, in the future, there's, um, I haven't really gotten to the specialty classes, as what? in biomedical, engineering but there is biomedical engineering design and the labs which i'm really looking forward to to apply what i learned wow are there any projects that you're interested in probably applying during your college career um 
Right now, I'm working in a research lab. It's the CART laboratory here, which is the Center for um, Assistive Rehabilitation Technology. Oh. And so uh, we do have a couple projects that we're working on there, working towards a patent with those. So wow. um, it, it, it helps to take the classes so that we can then apply what we're learning to those projects and that type of thing. I had a, an intern a couple of years ago who was a... a I think he might have even been in biomed here at something, the precursor before the department existed. Right. He was, <laughs> he was interested in that kind of stuff. He was doing like medical equipment engineering kind of stuff here. Okay, and yeah. that was always interesting to hear about. They, yeah. He was involved in all kinds of patents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good, um, and our program does have, um, so if you are interested in going to medical school, we do have like a direct path, so you get an interview with the Morsani College, which is the College of Medicine here at USF. So it's good for the people that are interested in that. They can work on these projects and then have something to talk about um, in their applications to med school. So that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am in awe. Like sitting here, just like <laughs> watching you talk about. I'm like, that's awesome, girl. <laughs> you <Thank> go. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm also a computer science background. I okay. go to Florida Polytechnic University, but okay. so I'm sitting here. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a complicated discipline. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. we definitely take from all all branches of engineering. So computer science and software engineering, electrical engineering. Everybody can kind of work their way into biomedical engineering somehow. You know, yeah. what, no matter what discipline. So. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to look into that because <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it it sounds like sounds like interesting stuff coming your way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, were you local or did you come here for USF? Um, I came here for USF. I live in Florida, but oh, right. or I used to live in Florida, but um, not too far from here. So, okay. but USF definitely seemed like the best choice. So, was that your first choice school? Um, it wasn't, but um, the other two schools that I applied to, I didn't get into. So um, it was either here or UF, and I, I really liked the atmosphere here. And just You seem very passionate about what you're doing in your program here. So yeah. Yes, yeah. Seems like a good fit. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed this, the atmosphere of USF, the diversity, the encouragement for everyone, you know, every major, every type of person, just encouragement and support. You've got that, like big school capability but more of a small school feel here right exactly oh, yeah. yes yeah Definitely. which is something that i've always liked about about usf yeah and, and venues like this facilities like this right which obviously a beautiful facility <laughs> <laughs> and, you're and right a lot of funding too yeah for like all of the different aspects mm -hmm, yeah and we're right in the center of tampa which to me seems like more better job opportunities at least for mm -hmm. what i was looking into there's a lot of hospitals around the area and a lot of medical opportunities so yeah, yeah there's there's a, a couple of medical research organizations uh actually right in the area i think there's one just down the street uh four labs i think oh it might be on west shore now I think they used to be down the street. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's all kinds yeah. of organizations like that that are, like, medical research and right. and medical technology research. I was involved in, a like, a gate analysis thing to see yeah. 
which was a, with a connect, which was a lot yeah. of fun <laughs> to build. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in this area, so it's a good place to be yes. for what you're looking for. And yes. being a second-year student, are you looking to have an internship anytime soon? Um, I am, possibly this summer, like this coming summer. I'd like to do an internship somewhere, but um, I've been getting a lot of experience in the lab at CART, and so I'm looking to continue that as well as maybe get an internship somewhere else. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming and talking to us today. I appreciate you guys. I, Thank you. I, I love I love getting to talk to somebody who's a, <laughs> like a pioneer student oh, in yeah. a new department. That's, <laughs> that's always interesting. Well, thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Have a good rest of the event. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. I didn't even know that they had created that department here. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I'm being very good. I'm being very good. I have not asked any of the USF people what they think of the new uh, logo. I'm being very good. I don't want them to get in trouble. <laughs> nobody likes it. Well, I know that the new, like, there's been a lot of new things coming, especially at my school, uh, since my school's new. Uh -huh. There's been a lot of new concentrations that are coming out. Uh -huh. There's actually a concentration in data analytics wow. that's uh, IoT, the innovation things. I'm like, if I was starting out, school right now internet internet okay. I, would take internet. Okay. <laughs> I would i would have gone in that concentration oh interesting but no i can't <laughs> i can see you in there it's iot is not anything particularly special it's kind of just data transfer true <laughs> that's so cool <clears throat> but yeah there's I, also more the, the the science of data transfer in general is interesting and being able to apply it to smart technologies, robots, and things mm -hmm. like that on the ground is interesting, but being able to transfer data super long distances is even more interesting. <laughs> we have our next guest here, and this will make sense in a second. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. Speaking of robots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and long distances. Yes. Robots in space. Yes, robots in space. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. So my name is Kurt Lloyd. I am a NASA engineer. I'm a software engineer for NASA. Uh, I've been working there for 27 years now. Yeah, and going. Okay. Um, so uh, I came here to Robotic Roboticon this weekend to talk to the students about robots and Mars and uh, about engineering and job opportunities at NASA to get them excited about engineering. Robots cool. in Mars are my favorite two <laughs> subjects in the same sentence, so I'm excited. <laughs> you, mean, you mean the team right there? Mars? Yes, the Mars robot Fif team. 1523? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, the student who was just on is going to want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. okay. Later, I uh, right. told her to look for you. All She's right. in biomedical here at USF. And, oh, okay. she, and she's very interested in... Uh, I asked her what her dream job was, and she said, I would like to work for NASA one day, and I'm like... In in research on uh, like long-term space effects yeah. on oh. people on and body. stuff like that, mm -hmm. which is, we definitely which need is huge right now. Work on that. So that's I, that's I, a big deal right now. I told her to make sure to connect with you All right, <laughs> after I'll the interview. All right, I'll keep my eye open. <laughs> so what kinds of stuff do you work on at NASA as a software engineer? Um... 
specifically myself, I work in a group at NASA called SwampWorks, and uh, that's a, a nod to the uh, um, Skunk Works group. Okay. But uh, we are a uh, research um, group, and we're doing like forward thinking, out of the box thinking, and we're a group at NASA that is focused on the technologies we're going to need um, in the future when we've got humans living on Mars. Um, ex humans exploring Mars instead of just robots. Of course, when humans are exploring Mars, it's not a competition. It's not humans or robots. It'll be humans and robots. Yeah. Yeah, we'll need a lot of help from the robots um, when we're on Mars, just like we need help from robots so here on Earth. So you got to be nice Absolutely. to them. So that <laughs> yeah, be nice, to <laughs> be nice to the robots. That's the lesson, kids. So, so we're not, <laughs> we're we're not talking about some sort of a Skynet scenario. <laughs> No. Where we get there and the robots revolt. They're like, this is our planet. Get off. <laughs> yeah, the idea is not to do that. Okay. The exact Got opposite it. of that. Fantastic. Because <laughs> that, that seems like a bad idea. Oh, it yeah. Is. So <laughs> totally cooperative behavior seems way more useful. I appreciate all the sci-fi <laughs> telling us what not to do, you know. So that way we don't have to think about it. We're like, yeah. that, we're not going to do that. Not going to do it. Mm -hmm. so science fiction is just stories of what not to what do. What not to do. Yeah. Basically. Very, very few of them have, you know, happy, pleasant. Absolutely. Yeah. There's always something bad it's happening. Always, it's always they want a utopia, but it turns into a dystopia. And, <laughs> then, and then you're like, well. let's not do that. It's entertaining, I guess. <laughs> Indeed. It's, it's that conflict that makes a TV show or a movie interesting, but not so much uh, trying to build an actual colony yeah. on Mars. Mm -hmm. Probably you don't want that. Yeah. Well, our first uh, cruise, it'll that'll go to Mars will probably be a very small crew of like four, maybe six astronauts. Okay. But they're still going to need a lot of infrastructure and a lot of resources there on Mars. Yep. And so um, a lot of groups at NASA, including the SwampWorks group that I work in, are thinking that far ahead. We're thinking 20, 30 years in advance and working, and we're doing research and development of new technologies. Um, one example of technology that uh, we think is going to be needed when humans are living on Mars is a way to use the local resources and create um, breathing air on Mars, for example. Another thing we can create on Mars is rocket fuel, which a lot of people, yeah. that kind of blows a lot of people's minds. But uh, there's water ice on Mars, right. and uh, water is hydrogen and oxygen, H2O. You know, chemistry, kids, H2O. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that hydrogen and oxygen are rocket propellants. Mm -hmm. they're, this, they're the rocket propellants we use to launch the space shuttle right. you know, for 30 years. So it's a very popular rocket propellant. Another propellant we can make on Mars that's really cool is liquid oh. methane. Um, and uh, we can get carbon dioxide from the Martian atmosphere and water from underneath the Martian soil, which is okay. in ice, frozen ice form. And using the magic of chemistry, chemistry again, <laughs> we can we can create uh, liquid methane, um, which is another great rocket fuel on Mars uh, that we could use on Mars. So that's that's the sort of things, future thinking that uh, a lot of NASA groups, including uh, the SwampWorks group, are looking at um, uh, and okay. figuring out here on Earth if we can figure out how to uh, create those technologies. Um, and then get them closer and closer to something we can send to Mars someday. Sure. So that way you don't have to travel with all the fuel that you'll need perhaps to come back or to do whatever things you need to do around. Yeah. It you is, don't have to travel with all of it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it takes a lot of energy and thus a lot of money to send things to Mars. Um, so we want to, if, if we want to be able to do a mission successfully using, you know, budget constraints that yeah. we're going to have in the next several, you know, um, years, we have to focus on what do we, what can we get away with not taking to Mars? Right. And so there's a lot of scientists looking at what resources on Mars, like the water and the carbon dioxide, and uh, we can save literally hundreds and hundreds of tons of things that we don't have to take to Mars if we right. can just make them there, like the rocket fuel, the breathing air for our astronauts, the water for our astronauts to drink. They right. can use the water to water their plants in their greenhouse. Um, there's uh, there's al also other resources that are there that NASA's working on figuring out how we can extract those resources. Sure. Find them, find the resources, collect the resources, extract the resources, and then use the resources. So okay. it's an entire chain of events that has to happen. And there's a lot of, lot of people at NASA that are working on little pieces of that, little links in that chain. So like the ability to, uh, to, to mine without having to bring the big thing that was in uh, Armageddon, for example. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And I'll be See? talking about Science that. Science fiction. That's, that's one of the talks I'll be giving while I'm here this weekend okay. is uh, I'm talking about you know, robots on Mars, basically. But in that talk, I describe different technologies that NASA's working on um, to find, collect, excavate, um, transport, uh, process, and store, and use resources that are on Mars. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting talk. It, it really opens up uh, a lot of people's eyes when, uh, when they find out all the, all the things that NASA's researching uh, that we can use on Mars someday. Because yeah. it's, it's not, you know, we kind of think it's we think of these other planets as kind of like a just a thing you know, not that they're complex like earth is oh. <laughs> you know we don't think about them yeah. as being complex it's just, it's mars it's just a it's just a, a thing right yeah. it's just like floating out there cuz it was also unattainable right and if you look at the pictures from Mars, from our robots, it uh -huh. looks like a looks like a barren desert, you uh -huh. know, with but just so rocks and dust. But you know, a lot of our sensors have found that there's um, frozen ice, you right. know, frozen water, underneath the surface. And the the top layer, the top several feet of the rocks and the dust, actually act as an insulative layer and kind of keep that ice frozen, frozen underneath there wow. and keeps it safe so that we can come use it later on. That's amazing. That's, that's our plan. Crazy. And you did briefly mention that like having like a greenhouse mm -hmm. on Mars. Like what is like the science behind actually growing like food and well, there are a lot other resources of that you not, would need. Probably not Biodome with Pauly Shore, since we're going <laughs> to keep <laughs> bringing up that. movies. Probably yes. not that idea. Speaking of science fiction, they showed us what not to do, right? <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> so let's not do that. <laughs> Don't include Pauly Shore in poor, kind of anything. Poor Hollywood. They're getting a bad rap out of this interview, aren't they? <laughs> we're sorry, Hollywood. We love they, you. You make, <laughs> you make good stories and warnings. You, you get us excited about space and Absolutely. science fiction. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our idea uh, in NASA is to try and make science fiction science fact, okay. except for the bad stuff, sure. obviously. But there's a lot of different researchers and um, it, at NASA at various centers uh, working on how to grow plants in space, um, how to grow you know fruits and vegetables, things that you know can actually be ingested by the astronauts, eaten, and um, to uh, give them a little extra versus the the, the dried 
food that yeah, they'll, that, that's that gonna they'll be come. that'll come with their spacecraft. Um, and no give them a little freeze dried extra. ice cream. Oh, it'll be <laughs> it'll be there. Oh, no, okay. we're gonna grow ice well, cream. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Somebody might invent it before we get there. You know, there's a lot of Maybe th- we still got some time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're working on you know, do you need soil or can you grow? plants in just a liquid you know okay. and just have the right nutrients right. in that liquid um and that's a whole nother science having it on a different planet with different it is different environment it is and there are large groups at nasa that are that are working on that um biochemists and, and sure. things sure. like that people like that okay so that first team that you said four to six people what is the timeline for that idea well um it's hard to get nasa to give strict dates that uh-huh. far yeah. out because sure. our our budgets come you know one year at a but time like a theoretical but we yeah. do yeah. we do have uh we do have some groups that think far out and do and do far out planning and so the current plan is to uh is to go to the moon first to go back to the moon because um, that's been a long time use it, it's been a while um and some people think well we've been there why why go back but there's there's a lot of reasons to go back when we went to the moon back in the 60s, uh, they were very, very short trips. They only spent a few days on the surface and only landed in, in a couple of different locations mm-hmm. on the surface, um, mostly near the equator. Mm-hmm. But once we have a large, a large rocket again, like the Space Launch System rocket uh-huh. that you may have heard about in the yep. news, and a uh, spacecraft that can, that can support astronaut crews for long-duration spaceflight, like our Orion spacecraft you may have also heard about in the news, we Once those we've got a good friend who's involved in it. <laughs> <Very bonsai. laughs> Once those are, are you know developed and, and working, we'll be able to use those to build a a smallish space station. Okay. But the but it won't be just in Earth orbit like the current space mm-hmm. station. It'll be in an orbit around the Earth and the Moon, and it'll be called the Gateway because it'll be a gateway to the Moon. And so we can from there we can kind of hop off and create a small uh, lunar colony and we'll be able to try a lot of these technologies that we want to eventually use on mars someday on the moon where there's less risk Uh and it's closer right and so communication for travel less time to travel and communication is quicker because communicating to mars is about 20 minutes one way and 20 minutes back so just getting a Hello, are you there? It's yes, like I'm there. Hour. It's like 40 minutes yeah. round wow. trip. So, wow. But, so if we can practice all these technologies on the moon and work the bugs out, sure. then and, and we need to make the give the astronauts uh, technology to help them uh, be self-sustaining and not be dependent on you know mission control back on Earth, at least not yeah. for real-time things. And if we can practice that all the all on the moon, and then uh, the next step is to go to Mars. So, the idea is that we'll probably be able to get to the Mars in the 2030s, like maybe the late 2030s or maybe early 2040s. But we'll see. That's kind of a gray area. It's kind of not really set in stone. Sure. Until we get closer, we've got a we've got some moon missions to uh, to try out first. I mean, when you really think about it, that time's not that far away. In the it's grand scheme really of things, yeah, so that's it's really, really not. not that far. And when I talk to students, like the students that are competing here uh-huh. this weekend, um, I tell them, and I and I'm not joking when I tell them that that they are the perf- they are the right age that when they graduate and and get a real job, 
they're going to be the age that will be actually landing on, landing and living on Mars, um, or being back here on Earth, being the engineers that, and the support staff and mm -hmm. the mission controllers that are that are supporting the uh, the Mars mission crew. So they get really excited when I tell them that. And that was an aspect I hadn't considered. <laughs> and the it's people not just who would be going on that trip would be children today. Yeah, they're our That's future. Crazy. They're our future, which is why uh, an event like this is so awesome. I didn't have something like this when I was their age. I mean, not even close. <laughs> you right. know, we had science fair, uh, you know, which is great. Love science fair. <laughs> and yet you're here <laughs> helping I build the minds of the people that yeah, are probably yeah. going to be working. I get really excited about events like this because I can, I mean, they're already excited about robotics, obviously, right. but I can get them excited about you really Applying can it, yeah. work for NASA someday or one of our contractors. You really can be an engineer. You know, engineering is just about problem solving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these kids solve problems practically yep. every day. Right. And nobody calls it engineering. So it's, it's really great to talk to these students and at this age and get them excited about their future. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, having having uh, Barry, who is our, uh, our state alumni director, yes, working... I working <laughs> on the project yeah. is really inspiring for them because they literally get to see somebody that mm -hmm. they know personally. Yeah. They mm -hmm. interact with at competitions. Mm -hmm. And know, they really look with, up to him, too. With a umbrella hat and stilts and, stilts. and all the crazy yeah. things that Barry does. And the yeah. jumpsuit. And knowing... Flight suit. He will correct me. I <laughs> will correct a jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> he suit. he has corrected me for years. I will get to correct you. <laughs> I'll keep calling it a jumpsuit. No, okay. <laughs> to his face. You're welcome, Barry. <laughs> um, well, you know, he's he's at a game right now, so <laughs> UCF game. Oh, is that where he is? Yeah, that's why he's not here. Never mind. Jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach but you to not be here. Yeah. Well. But yeah, you know, getting to see him and knowing that he's involved in this mm -hmm. really inspires them oh, too yeah. because it's somebody that they've known for years they've yeah. always seen barry that's great. being goofy and then mm -hmm. knowing that he's involved in the orion oh, yeah. project being mm -hmm. able to pair those two things together and knowing all right well i'm a little goofy well that's <laughs> that's good that somebody like me is literally helping on the project yeah. that yeah. will eventually put people on Mars. That, they can see themselves so cool. in the future. And not even Barry. just doing that. He's also volunteering his free time to work at these events. Yeah. So that's yeah. also something for yeah. these kids to look forward to. It's for like, sure. hey, I can be in the industry and I can spend my time helping kids like me when I was back in yeah. FIRST Robotics. Yeah. yeah. You may have noticed that all three, the FIRST LEGO League, the FIRST Tech Challenge, and the FIRST Robotics Competition all have a space theme this year. Yes. And, and that's no accident. The first robotics competition will when the season starts in January. In January, when their season starts this year. Um, they've all got a space theme, and that's that's no accident. And Barry had a hand in that. Um, I had a hand in that. Several of my coworkers awesome. basically pitched what NASA was doing, including, you know, Barry told him about the Orion spacecraft. I told him about living off the land on Mars and using the resources on Mars. And, you know, we had a lot of different people telling the first organizers about all these different space aspects and they were able to compile that and create a, a season for all of the different age groups 
that is focused around space, and uh, that's really exciting. It's it's got the the students all excited about space and and engineering, and uh, more exposed to uh, what NASA's plans are for Mars, yeah. for example. So it's really exciting. That's very cool. So obviously, your being here today and your interest in in participating in a roboticon is multi-tier. You get to talk and get them excited about the things that you're working on, yeah. and you get to inspire them that they could work for NASA. That's true. The and they that could go to Mars. Yeah, the <laughs> things that they're doing are literally the things that NASA needs. That's true. Not only am I talking to them about uh, NASA's plans for Mars and living off the land, um, I've also got some of, some of my sessions are specifically talking about um, NASA internships and nice. ways that they could... You know, how can you get a job at, at NASA? And so I'm actually logging on to on my computer and showing them how to how to apply for a, a NASA internship. So it's it's the website is intern.nasa.gov. By the way, you don't, in case you missed my talk. Um, so yeah, and then I'm just you know hanging out in the lobby and and meeting them. You know, there's a meet a NASA engineer session nice. in a little bit, and they're gonna just That's so cool. be able to just ask me any question they want to in the world. So. This is it's. I'm really excited to be here, and uh, it's really great. We're excited to have you here, though. Yeah, for sure. I well, know that they're you. excited. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. We always like having people from NASA yeah. come oh, yeah. join us. Yeah, because the conversations and are always interesting. Getting to hear what you guys are working mm -hmm. on is and that's always stuff fascinating. We've always, we have always been wanting. Growing up, we're always like, huh, what if? And now the what ifs are being actually. Yeah. Implemented, implemented, considered for yeah. real. And Definitely. NASA, as a government, as a federal agency, you know, we don't have like an advertising budget. We can't, we can't create radio ads or TV ads, you know, like, uh, you know, um, a Boeing or a Lockheed Martin, right. you know, these private companies right. can do. And so, but what NASA can do, our workforce, um, can we can go out and do outreach, um, which is, you know what I'm doing here this Very this cool. weekend, and um, all all of the NASA employees are um, allowed and or or encouraged. If uh, a lot of them are, are really encouraged, especially the ones that show an aptitude for public speaking, uh -huh. um, and so uh, that's really how we get the word out is just uh, grassroots word of mouth. So that's cool. that's how we do it at NASA. Well, we appreciate you coming out to the event and talking to the kids and getting them excited sure. and we appreciate you coming and talking to us today it's my pleasure thank me thank you for having <laughs> me on your show it's absolutely. been a pleasure absolutely thank you and Thanks enjoy the rest of the event i will bye-bye i like talking about space uh-huh yeah, yeah it's it's one of the reasons why i love all of the games this season i love oh, that yeah. all of the games are are space themed it's one theme across all four leagues um at a variety of levels, right? We have no idea what first robotics competition is going to be yet because that gets announced while we're at CES. Um, and that, but first tech challenge is Rover. I was hoping it would be up there. Rover Ruckus, um, which has a big rover in the middle. First Lego League. I know that first Lego League Junior's logo has a moon in it and, and uh, Lego League's has a rocket in it. I cannot tell you what the names of them are, despite the fact that I Made worked with the, the graphics yeah. for a week. 
Wait, no. Totally gone right this second. But yeah, so everything space themed this year. Again, we don't know what first robotics competition is going to end up looking like, but uh, it'll be. Mission Moon. Yeah, I see. You can see it there, and I can see it over your head. It works out pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah, so everything's space themed, and I love that they're really encouraging people to look into what NASA's doing because, like you said, the kids who are here competing this weekend are the right age to be the ones that could literally be on that first team that goes and starts the colonization process on Mars. That's crazy. And on the moon. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Well, our next guest is here. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. My name is Ringo, and I am from the Robotux Cats robotics team for first tech challenge i love your logo <laughs> I that do too. is absolutely I, love it. I don't think you can see it on that camera but oh. that is absolutely amazing how long has your team been around this is our second year your okay. second year and what year student are you on the i am a ninth grade student okay okay so this is your first year on you, the team or were you on last year too i was on last year too okay, okay. all right so you're the first like you're actually words i'm sorry a founding team a founding member, team member i think is what you were looking for <laughs> yep. what i was looking for how big is your team right now we have around four team members one of them is on vacation until okay. december though oh oh wait what month is this <laughs> we're just now getting into october okay just wanted to put that together in my head <laughs> all right so you have four regular members one is mia for a while mm -hmm. yeah so you have three is active. Other than the one, is everybody else here? or? Uh, only two of them are here. The other okay. one has plans for today. Okay. Oh. So, I, okay, I'm sorry. So you guys are really dedicated. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask. I have to ask about the team name. Robo Tux Cats. I was going to get there, I, yeah. I can't leave it alone. It's we have, amazing. We have to get to it. Can you explain the name for me? Last year we had a team member named Donnie, and he asked what everyone's favorite kind of cat was. And he took a letter from every single cat name and put them together and got Robotux cats. And that's how we got our name. Whoa. <laughs> and it actually Kinda worked that. out that way? Yeah. I want to see this on paper. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I love that the shirts are shiny. And I like that's his monocle <laughs> and his mustache. Who, d who, did the, uh, who did the graphic? It's just a stock image. Don't say that. <laughs> it's a stock image. Who made that as a stock image? I don't know. All right. What's your role on the like team? It. I am the main programmer. Okay. The main programmer. Okay. And how did you get involved with FIRST? Uh, just Since you're a founding member, did, were you a part of the planning process of actually yeah. implementing the team? Nice. Just one day I wanted to do robotics and then... The coach just made the team. and. Did you already know about FIRST before? No. No. Okay. You're so just like, I'd like to build a robot, and somebody's like, I know how we can do that. Yeah. There's and, this and awesome the thing called FIRST and that the, you the can team join was, right now. And the team was created just just like that. Yep. Okay. Awesome. I actually love that founding story. Yeah. Um, how do you like the game this year so far? It's pretty good. I don't like the weight limit, though. That's kind of... Yeah, we were um, just talking about that earlier. Yeah. So, 42 pounds. Are you, got, are you worried about yeah. staying under that? 
Nah. No? Not worried. Okay. You just don't like... Being the, limited. The new yeah. limitation. Yeah. Well, you don't want that rover to collapse in the middle of the field during That's a true. match. So, you know, there's ups and downs there, I guess. How does this year's game compare to last year's game? Last year's game was pretty simple, but this one's kind of more Comfy. unique and yeah. complex. What kind of... Which, which game was last year? Relic Recovery. Oh, yeah. That's the one that we accidentally made the cannon. We built a robot and tried to make an arm, but we turned it into a cannon because our gearing was wrong. Anyway, it was dangerous. Don't yeah. try it at home. Dented <laughs> drywall. Anyway, so... Okay, so last year's had the, the out-of-field aspect with the little mats. Yeah. Which was very unique. And this this game doesn't have anything like that, right? Everything's no. within the field. Yeah. Okay. So what aspects does this game have? I know we've got the the wiffle balls and the, the honeycomb blocks are back. And uh, go gold and silver, right? Yeah. And then there's the, the rover in the middle. Yes. Which I assume is where we're putting the gold and silver. Well, there's another place, which is the depot and okay. the other corner. Each team has another depot, and you put the stuff in your own depot, and the other team can take things out of your depot and take your points. Okay. So I know two of the corners are are kind of delineated with that that weird... Yeah, it's the crater. Thing. Okay. And, and that's where they start, right? That's where the, the pieces start in yeah. there? And so you... You pick them up from there and try and get them into the other corners yes. or into the rover, like into the, the sides, right? There's a little yeah. gap in the sides. There's a gap on the top. Okay, is that where it is? Yeah. Okay. I haven't looked at it that closely. And being one of the main programmers, what does the autonomous look like? And yeah. tell me about the autonomous on your point of view. It's really complex. You gotta have so what do you have to do? So you have to first have all the different things told of what these different parts are and what their names are because you have to name every part that oh. is an electrical part. And then sure. after that, you have to put in what you want each part to do. And you can't just go put forward. You have to say this wheel has to go this uh -huh. much forward while the other one also goes that sure. much forward. And then... What are the actual goals during autonomous? Yes. Like, what, what is the goal of the robot? Do you have to pick something up? Can you already have it? Are you putting it into the rover? What's the... Well, the main goal is to get off of the lander. Because okay. what we're doing this year is we could get 80 points from the lander just by going off the lander and then back on the lander. Oh. And so we're working on the hook. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of hanging involved in this. Yes. In this game. Okay. So is the starting position hanging? You can either have it hanging or you can be on the ground, but you won't get bonus points if you're on the ground. Oh. So autonomous would be like going up there and hanging yourself. No, you would start hanging. You would start hanging. It's okay. an option. The starting position is hanging, not against the wall. And that's you could get that's points for that too? Crazy. As long as you can get down. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wow. just going to hang my robot there and leave it the whole day. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so in Autonomous, if you start hanging and you get down and disconnect, 
I imagine, not just get down, but physically disconnect from it? Yeah. You get bonus points. Yes, you get okay. 50 points from that. Wow. Okay. And then is the is the bonus points for rehanging in the end game? Yes. Okay. And then in the middle you're collecting like normal. Yeah. Okay. That's Interesting. Yeah. That's a There's not as many components to the game, but it sounds like it's a more complex game with multiple starting positions. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's been the the biggest engineering challenge so far? Well, so far, it's been trying to get the hook because we don't have the bar elevator parts that you put onto the things, so we had to take parts from an old 3D printer and put them together to do it. I love parts that. Parts from an old 3D yeah. printer. Yes. So not making parts with your 3D printer. Mm. You took we do parts have 3D printed it. parts, and then we have some that are parts of an old 3D printer. So, okay. I was going to say, do you take the parts from your robot, put it back in the printer so you can print something, and then put it back <laughs> in the <laughs> <No>. robot? No. <laughs> All right. Once they're sacrificed, they're sacrificed. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Does so that, is that included in your engineering notebook? No, not yet. I'm going to put it in soon. That's an interesting thing to be able to reverse yeah. engineer. Yeah. To be able to pull parts out of oh, a yeah. 3D printer and stuff like that. That's something yeah. that... Having judged the engineering notebooks for a number of years, that's something that would be interesting to read about. It would be. So definitely get that in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in addition to programming, uh, what other aspects of the team are you participating in? With a team of four, I imagine you've got your hands in more than one yeah. thing. I do the engineering notebook. I do the photography for the team. Nice. And sometimes I give parts to the builders. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine with a small amount of team members that each member would have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what area of the state are you from? Four Corners. Okay. And uh, when is your first competition? Do you know? Uh, your first, first competition. Your initial competition. <laughs> I did, but I already forgot it. Is it coming up soon or do you have some time? It's like October or something. Okay. So you might have a little bit of time. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you worried about being ready for it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, how often does the team meet? We meet every Tuesday from twelve to three. Okay. I can, I can see with once once a week meeting, I can see that being a little challenging. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna try and meet more frequently as you get closer to the competition, or? Yeah. Makes sense. Last year we would meet the day before the competition and then work our butts off. Uh huh. Well, it's a good way to be but prepared for what's going on the next day. Yeah, but don't make any breaking changes no. the day before. No, definitely not. As uh, Team Duct Tape learned one season, they, like, I was a part of. I'm I'm an alumni from Team Duct Tape. Uh, so. Like let's let's make this big change the night before, and then no. the robot didn't do anything at the competition. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Anyway. Uh, if people want to find out more about your team, do you guys have... Robotuxcast. Are you on uh, social media? Do you have a website, anything like that? We do have a website. Okay. And it's robotuxcats.myportfolio.com. And I made it. Awesome. Can't wait to take a look at it. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Hopefully, 
you will continue to have fun at Roboticon, and your first, uh, your initial competition will be a success for you. I hope it will. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Good luck. <laughs> have a good one. Thank you. That's a, that's a early team. Yeah. Second season. That's a. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm always excited to talk to rookie teams or. Um, or just after just rookie. Just after yeah. rookie. Yeah, exactly. And rookie um, teams are always nervous. Yeah, like but there's, the, there's a level of nervousness, but, the, but then the a year level after, of energy that yeah. comes with a rookie and team. And the year after, is just they're like, okay, we know what we did last year. Yeah. We have experienced. It's like a sci-fi movie. We have experienced do all that. of the weirdness. Yeah. We understand what strange thing is coming. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's always good. So those second season teams, they've they've worked out the bugs. They know like the oddities of first, and now they're ready to. I also to want to going. reverse engineer their their name. See how many cats I can come up with. Uh huh. Yeah. What <laughs> it's a like a puzzle. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of cat? What? A tabby. And then take the take the letters and it happens to spell Robotox. That's insane. It insane. Seems unlikely. Yeah. Implausible. But Not impossible, but definitely unlikely. I'm gonna figure it out. Anyway. <laughs> we have our next guest here. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Um, hi, I'm Lucy, and I'm part of uh, Team Vision. Okay. And uh, what what league is Team Vision in? Uh, we're an FTC team. Okay. And uh, what area of the state do you hail from? Tampa. Okay, so you're local here? Yes. So you're Robot League? Yes. Excellent. What uh, is your role on the team? Um, I manage uh, the team's social media, and I'm the lead for the engineering notebook. Okay. okay. All right. Well. Good. I always like talking to the people who are in charge of the engineering notebook. I used to be the one who did all the judging for the engineering notebook. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's a challenge. It's a it's a lot of work to keep mm -hmm. that thing going in a way that is valuable to the team. Yeah, Definitely. and I can also imagine that you'd have to try to make yourself unique to be able to appeal to the people that read so many in a yes. small amount of time. Yes. Do you find that being an issue? Um, it's kind of hard because we are a rookie team, so we're not used oh. to this. So but this is your first year? Yes. Um, we were, we, most of us were part of FLL teams last okay. season because we came from four different teams and we have one rookie. So some of us are kind of used to robotics, but okay. we're still adjusting to this level. But especially, I think it's going to be a fun season. Especially the, first tech challenge. Yeah. And the, the, the process of what first Lego League is versus yeah. what first tech oh, challenge yeah. is, mm -hmm. is different. <laughs> but at least, like... You have some background. The, yes, the yeah. energy of, of a competition, which can be overwhelming for a rookie team, mm -hmm. you've got that behind you. Like, you, yes. you know what you're getting into mm -hmm. with some that's of the, the insanity. That's the similarities yeah. between the first divisions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what kind of challenges have you experienced so far that are unique to First Tech Challenge that you didn't experience in the First Lego League? Um, there's definitely a lot more variety in parts that you need to build your robot because in FLL, it was just like you have to pick different sizes of wheels, but in FTC, there's like different types of wheels. I know that our building team was debating between regular wheels and omni wheels for uh -huh. a while, and we eventually settled on regular wheels. There's just so much variety in like oh, yeah. types you can choose from. And we've seen... What two seasons ago, one of the teams 
custom created wheels, which was insane to see in action. So like you can not just pick between this and this, and you know maybe you go with any mark, maybe you go with you know Tetrix, but you can make your own wheels and your own components. There are kind of very few limitations, save for that weight limit this year. Oh yeah. What are your opinions on FTC um, and the game compared to FLO? The, um, it's definitely very different because, like, obviously FLO is all autonomous and then you do have a drive period in um, FTC. Mm -hmm. So then we also we have to learn how to, like, use the remote to drive the robot once we build the, our robot. It's very... It's very different because with FLL, there's there's not much um, there's not many options to score points at in most of the mission modules. Like you either have it or you don't. But with FTC, there's like a lot of different opportunities to score different amount of points. Yeah. All right. Do you find the game to be very challenging? Um, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Seeing as we haven't we haven't worked on it too much yet because sure. so far we've only started catting the drivetrain, but we are going to start programming soon. I think it'll be a challenge, but I think that our team is up to it. It's, we're only two weeks into the season yeah. so far, so mm -hmm. we're still pretty early into into these things. Mm -hmm. um, what aspect of the game is most interesting to you? I think I think it's pretty interesting that at the beginning you can start hanging on the space shuttle, and then that gives you, and then if you ascend at the end, then that gives you, I think, like eighty points. I might be wrong. Yeah, I w yeah, we were we were just hearing about that uh, a few minutes ago because we weren't familiar with the game yet. Uh, the idea that there's more than one starting location yeah. is especially crazy raised. for us. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First things first. If you're watching live, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties that we just experienced. As you know, we're kind of in a weird dual studio setup where none of our technology is quite the thing that we want to be using anywhere today. So I apologize for that weirdness. Um, we're going to go, I say we go back to where the headphones cut out. I think that's a great I'm gonna idea. I'm going to bet you money that that's when everything went sideways <laughs> on us. Yes. <clears throat> so. Um, what were we talking about at that point? We're, I believe we were talking about how we the take the parts from like we were, the 2018 yes. yeah, test we out on the 18 car okay. and apply it to the 19 car. Okay. okay. So so let's go back and we'll start at the we build a new car every year. Yes. And we'll we'll start from there and yes. I think we'll be good. So okay. so for every year we do build a new car. Okay. Uh, we base it off of chassis possibly from the year before okay if the it was worked well and we will take improvements on that weight reduction is a big one okay yeah, yeah. Uh, lowering the center of mass that's another big one because you can take turns faster when you do that uh -huh. yeah so and any other limitations that your previous car may have had exactly. for the new exactly year. so you, you take that that kind of combined knowledge every year yes and yes don't, you don't start over because you're keeping all that knowledge, yes. but you start over. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we will have, by the end, I'd say of uh, by February, we should have two working cars. The okay. 2018 car and the 2019 car. Okay. Okay. 
but the 2019 car is the one that we will bring to competitions. The so 18 car is just uh, what we test on. How do the competitions okay. look? I have not currently yet been to a competition. Okay. Uh -huh. what, what year student are you? I'm a first year. First year, okay. okay. So uh, I have not been to competitions yet, but I, from what I've heard, that they are, you travel up on a, in a truck in a car with a trailer. Okay. You have about, uh, I think, like 10 to 15 people all in the car together. You drive up, get to, uh, we'll just go with Michigan, because Michigan seems to be like the biggest one. Okay. So you go there, you set up your car, uh, you just set up camp there on the infield, and you have to go through like a statics test, which is, uh, you have a tilt test, so they put your car on a little tilt table, and they'll literally put the car onto its side to make sure that it won't roll over if it's sideways. Again, dealing with the center of mass. Sure, Not sure, joined. of course. So you have that event there. You have a whole business presentation. So you have oh, to okay. Yes. I wasn't prepared to hear no. you say that. Yeah. Oh, yes. This okay. is a, it's a very, just like a Formula One race team. Okay. You have to put down every little piece you have, like, put into the car. That has to be recorded. You have to put in product orders in to, to record everything. So that sounds very similar to the engineering notebook that these students have to uh -huh. put together. It is very similar. Okay. Because very there's similar. a bill of materials in the yes. engineering notebook. Essentially, what we what we always tell the students is the engineering notebook. If your trailer were to disconnect on the way to a a yep. competition yep. and your robot were destroyed, could you use your book to rebuild it tomorrow? That is a very good analogy <laughs> to what like SAE has to do. Okay. So yeah, that's awesome. I mean, right. all the parts are there. And there's a huge presentation that um, a lot of the design leads uh, present to that. Um, now, that's a lot of people aren't too big on that thing because well, the car isn't driving. You don't hear the roar of the engine. Mm -hmm. So then you have the dynamic events. So there are three parts to that. You have the autocross the acceleration, and the endurance. Okay. The I was going to ask about exactly how we competed. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. So, in so the, the endurance is probably kind of similar to, like, what the Electrothon race is, where it's, where it's all about being able to go for as much time as possible? Exactly. Okay. So um, I'm just going to start with the autocross, because that's the first event that you okay. do. The autocross has a lot of like tight chicanes and uh, slaloms that, like, yeah, it's a lot. If you don't know what that is, so it's, it's a driving race. Yes, it's a very drive, drive. It's a driver's race. You okay. have a lot of sharp turns, quick thinking skills. You really have to be like on your toes, paying attention to everything. Okay. So that tends to be like kind of like the qualifying sort of thing to determine, like where you'll start in endurance. Okay. Uh, you also have the acceleration. I'm not quite sure what the distance is. It's something like, I want to say 100 meters or 200 meters. Okay. Just from start all the way to the end, how fast can you get the car to go? Okay, so it's a drag time. race. Yes, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Got it. Um, then finally, the main event is the endurance. Now, this is a 22-mile course, I believe. Oh. Uh, either 22 miles or 22 kilometers. Either way. Either way, it's a long race. It's a long race. Got uh, it. It takes about 25 to 30 minutes to complete. Now, okay. this part is what separates 
the teams that really built their car well and the teams that built their car all right. Because to get there, you still have to build a car. Sure. Either yeah. way, it's an impressive feat. Yeah. But more than 50% of the cars in endurance... Don't finish. They do not finish. Okay. So if they don't finish, what do they do? Do they, do they overheat and stop? Do they... Do they not have enough fuel? What what are the problems? The biggest challenges is that midway through the endurance, you have to pull into the pits, turn the car off, do a driver change, start the car back up, and then go out again. And that's where most of them. Yes, the cars. Most of the cars will not start. Got it. They won't just won't start. Totally makes sense. Yep. So you have a. That's one of the biggest challenges in the endurance event. So I'm guessing that each of these events, you have time to prepare your car before. They don't just go back to back to back. Correct. Okay. Correct. You will have a good amount of time in between each uh, event to get your car ready, make sure everything's all good. Uh, Fill it up, you know. Yeah, get the gas in the tank, figure out how much gas you want to put in the tank. Mm -hmm. Because for the endurance event, the weight of the fuel, Mm -hmm. at first it's a big big thing Uh because you're putting in, like, maybe like, a gallon, two gallons of fuel into the car, mm-hmm. that can be 10 pounds, up to 10 pounds. I'm not okay. sure quite the conversion, but okay. But as the race goes on, your fuel level gets lower and lower. Yeah. Your weight of the car gets lower and lower. Therefore, you're able to brake harder, brake later, accelerate more quickly as you progress. So it's a, you're dealing with this constant change yes. in how the car drives exactly. as the thing goes on. Yes, and especially oh. since the car, our yeah. car is only 476 pounds. 476 pounds. Okay. okay. Four of us, we can all lift the car up. Yeah. No problem. So that 10-pound difference, 7-pound difference, that has a major effect on the way that the car drives. What, 2.5%? Give or take? So, something that sounds about It's like 2.5% right. of the, the vehicle's weight. That's yes. a huge yeah. change. Huge change. To happen like in the yeah. middle of a thing. Yep. <laughs> Is the endurance also a timed race? Where it's like if you finish first, you get like... Yes. So okay. if you do make it through... Uh, which like, if there are two cars, for example. Which is a huge yes, if. A which huge that is a if. huge... But if, yes. for example, if there are two cars that do that are able to make it to the end, is okay. it yes. timed? Yes, it is timed. Okay. okay. So whoever has the fastest time with the least amount of penalty points... They get most. They oh. will win. Because okay. penalties, if you miss, say you hit a cone, that, that, add, that docks your points. You yeah. get seconds added to your time. Another question of mine is you said this was a 20-something mile... Endurance race. Either kilometer or miles, yes. Okay. So how, who monitors throughout the entire course each car? So, like, if you hit a cone, who monitors you hit that cone? Well, That's a I, good question. Yeah. A that, that is long, a very good question. It's a very long race. Uh, I have not actually been to one Fair of enough. them yet. But in my experiences with actual autocrosses, you do have uh, corner workers who will be looking out for that. Okay. So they'll see you. They have radios. If, oh, this car hit a cone, hey, uh, let's just Number go. Number 24. Like, yeah, you, okay. UCF just hit a cone. Okay. So they put that over the radio, then they mark that, that down. That makes sense. Okay. But the timing and the times is all electronic. So you will have very, very accurate times. Yeah. When so is your first race? First race is the... 
very end of May. Okay. Oh, okay. So you have enough time to prepare. Yes. yes. Or at least, so, yeah. Yeah, we were planning uh, to have our design done, which is all done in SolidWorks, which is a CAD system. Mm -hmm. We're planning to have that all completed by the mid-November. Okay. So that way we can start building the car from December through February. Gives us about three months. I have vacations here and there just because mm -hmm. yeah, Christmas coming yeah. around the corner and all that. Yeah. So once in New Year's, of course. Uh, so that'll give us three months to put everything together, put all to get all the parts milled using CNC machines, yeah. 3D printing uh, some of the plastic parts that we okay. do use. Um, so once the car gets together, we'll have about two months of testing. And that's putting the car through the ringer. Uh-huh. Finding those places where the car doesn't come back on. Exactly. <laughs> so the trick is you want to fail in testing. Uh-huh. That way you can succeed. On the track. On the track. Fair enough. What is your field of study again? I am a first-year student in mechanical engineering. Okay, mechanical. Yes. All right. Then I didn't hear that earlier. This whole thing kind of fits you like a glove, doesn't it? Sounds it? awesome. It's, you have no idea. Were it you a part awesome. of first before... I actually or you was only not heard about first oh. in middle school. Actually, I don't know if you know what bot ball is. No, nobody no. knows what bot ball is. That was like the <laughs> biggest thing when I was in middle school. Okay, but it's very similar Pe to this. People who are in the chat room, uh, if you know what we're talking about, let us know. Yeah, bot ball. Because uh, uh, I'm very curious about this. Yeah, so I did bot ball in uh, sixth and seventh grade. It was very similar to the Lego League that they're okay. doing down there right now. So it was that same sort of thing. So I, I did have a little bit of that knowledge, but when I when I walked in here today and I saw Whoa. this. Whoa. This I is your first time blown seeing away. it. Oh, oh both ears are back on now. This is your first time this seeing This is my first time seeing stuff. all of this, okay. yes. And it is absolutely amazing seeing all the awesome projects that these kids are all putting together. It's crazy, isn't it? It well, really they, is. They at least have something to look forward to. I mean, at least at the University of South Florida. Yes, right. There's yes. so many different outlets for... Yeah. robotic students to go into. Yeah. Definitely. So it's awesome with, hearing about this. With yep. USF Racing and the USF Electrathon yes. team, and there's all kinds of stuff. That there's a lot of outlets for students yeah. to apply their knowledge from first. So At USF, if you want to learn about something, especially in the STEM field, robotics, cars, uh, electrical stuff, you can do that. Like, there's no limitation on what you like can learn. That's awesome. Here, so. so if uh, our viewers want to find more about the racing at USF, where so can they go and how can they? So if you all want to know more about what we do here at uh, racing at USF, you can search up uh, USF uh, Formula SAE. So you can just put F-SAE or USF Racing on Google or YouTube. You can see a bunch of our race videos that we have up there. Uh, pictures of our cars. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at uh, USF Racing. That's going to be uh, one of our main media outlets. So, all right. Very cool. Yeah. Thank well, you so much for well, coming and talking thank to you. us. I really and, uh, appreciate you having us on the show. Absolutely. Right. Have a good rest of the event. You too. What? That's crazy. Why does USF do so many cool things? <laughs> what? what? I love you, USF, but. Man, I'm jealous. Why is USF building two different cars? Every year. Well, That's yeah. Kind of awesome. It's awesome. I it's wanna, amazing. I want to build a car. Your mom keeps trying to figure out how to talk USF out of one of their uh, electrothon, electrothon cars. cars. <laughs> well, we can make I, an electrothon team, technically. Yeah, but she just doesn't want to 
have to start the car from scratch. She wants to just talk Take USF one. out of one Give of theirs. Anyway, <laughs> well, we have our next guest here. Hello. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing fine. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Uh, I am Sampadacharya. My name is still hard on tongue, so I go by Sam. Okay. I am second year PhD student at electrical engineering department and minoring on computer science. So I am here as a part of ITPUSF and also I am helping and guiding all the uh, volunteers here for exhibition of engineering, College of Engineering. I'm also I'm a teacher, uh, like teaching assistant, but as we teach a lab, so I mm -hmm. get the, the teacher. Like Here um, at USF? Yes, uh, okay. electrical engineering department, and the subject that I teach is fundamental of logics and designs, and uh, I'm a researcher in nanocomputing research group. Yeah. And your PhD is also within uh, USF? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're a student and a teaching assistant, all... And a researcher. Oh, and a researcher. Yeah. All right. So you're all over the place. And you're doing volunteer coordinating for the... Yes. For the expo. And no, like here for like Roboticon. Uh-huh. And USF I'm workshop chair. So you're busy, I guess, is, Pretty is the takeaway from this. Yes. Okay. He's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> for sure. And he's studying for his PhD. Right? <laughs> you, that, is, that is a lot of things going on. I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> What's your timeline before you get your PhD? Uh, like when I have to graduate with my mm -hmm. PhD? I think uh, in next three years. Okay. So like... By 2021 December, I, I'm trying to graduate. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, I, I may have missed it while I was dealing with something off camera. Uh, what was your field of study? Electrical engineering. And, that's right. And you did say that. Yeah, and my like research is on mostly computer science. Interesting pairing. <laughs> and, okay, it's unusual to hear somebody with electrical engineering go for a PhD. So what is your intention... Uh, down that route. Earning money? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually wanted to learn more about it when I was in my bachelor's. So okay. I felt like like sole electrical engineering degree is all like circuit based. I want to do some coding based, something that is artificial intelligence, machine learning. So I wanted to have more knowledge on that. That's why I came to pursue PhD. Mm -hmm. Were you able to actually join the field after you got your bachelor's degree? Yes. After my bachelor's, I joined PhD. Oh, you went straight for your PhD? Yes. Okay. Were you able to uh, get any experience in within the field of electrical engineering before, yeah, like, before getting your PhD? Yeah. Before getting PhD, in my field, I had like internship experiences. Mm -hmm. okay. And I worked for, for a few universities as research assistant. Okay. So, like, actually two universities. What kind of internships were you able to? Uh, like, I worked for, like, three companies. Like, one one was GE Motors back in, uh, my, I was, I'm from India. So, back in okay. India, there is a GE Motors. That's a company. So, there I was an intern. They built robots and, sorry, uh, motors and generators. So, I was there as an intern. Another PLC company, Mitsubishi. Uh, so, I was there as intern and another company is like locomotives. So they build big uh, like engines yeah. for trains. Wow. So I was there too. That's okay. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. All Did over. you get your bachelor's degree in India? Yes. Okay. 
Okay. When did you decide to come to America? Uh, 2016 December. Then I came here on 2017th April. And when did you start your program for PhD? The 17th May 6th. Okay. 6th May, yeah. Okay. So right after you got here. Yeah. <laughs> did you start off in Florida? Or when you came to the United States, did you just come to Florida? Yes, yes. Okay. I just came to Tampa and... And you landed Next here. Next day I went to see my professor and she's like, start from now. I'm like, oh, okay. Alrighty. Like, all right, awesome. let's do this. That's <laughs> awesome. So, uh, here at Roboticon, uh, what are your responsibilities? Uh, right now, like, we are having 54 total volunteers from uh, 20 different organizations, student organizations and uh, research group, like CART and uh, like uh, different research groups are there. So. Okay. Uh, I am trying to like manage all the volunteers and make sure everyone gets everything that they need and like also managing the f like managing them so that they can have yes. food. So working closely with uh, College of Engineering, Dr. Vanja, Eva. So I'm working with them. Okay. It's oh. Yeah. Yes. Student that's volunteer. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's that's a lot of volunteers to be coordinating, and it's fifty-four. And it's not. It's not an easy task. Everybody always thinks, oh, but just organizing the volunteers. Oh, no. That is one of the most complicated parts of an event like this. Is yeah, there's a lot of intricacies yes. within that. So Nobody ever thinks, well, at 3 o'clock, somebody's going to want water. But they can't leave their table True. because there's only one or two people yes. there. Yeah. So somebody's got to be available to run and do all that stuff. All stuff. It's a complicated position. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. Well, that's good. Have you had any issues today? Uh, not, not now. No? No, I haven't got anything. Awesome. Always good to hear. No, yeah. one issue I got. My pepperoni pizza, I didn't have a slice of that. Oh. That's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the ones that are working the hardest that don't get fed. It's... Us. <laughs> we were walking around and one of the volunteers was like, did you get the volunteer lunch? And we were like, no, but we don't really have that much time. We've got like, to be on the air in eight minutes. He's so like, you uh, could run in no. there and grab some food. We're no, like, no, yeah. we, we can't. <laughs> but good thing, I had some food. That's, that's <laughs> better. Yeah. <laughs> have you been having fun at Roboticon? Yeah. I, I see kids like this. They're just um, doing much great work there. So I'm like... Have you ever heard about FIRST Robotics? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. typically we have a robotics team there. So okay. uh, we have SouthEastCon 2019 in Alabama as a robotics, sorry, as IEEE workshop chair. We try to make people educated about like how to build a robot from scratch. Uh -huh. Like Electrothon car, before you guys are talking uh -huh. about that, right? So that's from IEEE. That's you guys too, yep. Yeah. We awesome. do cool stuff. Indeed. I, uh, I worked with, with a former lead for IEEE. Oh. God, it was probably seven or eight years ago. Um, and, yeah, you guys are, have your hands in all kinds of interesting All kinds stuff. of things. We try to. <laughs> it's a very interesting organization. How did you get involved with IEEE? I mean, uh, to be honest, when I came here, my lab mate, he's like, let's go to a banquet. I'm like, okay, let's go for free food. <laughs> then that I met some pe people there. And they're too much dedicated. Yes. yes. Oh, free food? Free food? I'm there. Especially when you're still studying in uh -huh. university. Yeah. It's like free food, everyone's I'm there. I'm in. Everyone's there. I don't care what the banquet's about. If it's free food, let's I'm go. There. Let's go. <laughs> and that's good quality free food. I'm like, not pizza. Let's go. Right. Banquets are, are so, bomb. <laughs> so you were there and 
I met the lots of people, like professors. Level. Yes, yeah. I saw them so dedicated to towards their work, and like professional people are there. I'm like, I'm gonna do that. Very cool. <laughs> that sounds really awesome, though. I, yeah. I don't blame you. I having interacted over the last couple of years with different people from IEEE mm -hmm. for the show and with Roboticon. It is an energetic group. <laughs> we keep it that way. <laughs> well, that's good. If uh, people want to find out more about IEEE and some of the other things that you're involved in, how can they do that? Uh, if they want to find more about me, I mean, I have my own website. I try to keep okay. it updated. So if you search on Google by my name, Sampadacharya, you'll get my Google citation. You'll get my Facebook ID. You'll get my web page. I also write like in few times, like if I get times, I write on Quora, Medium. So okay. I do a little bit of so writing. You're all so over. Yeah. So. Very cool. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming and talking to us today. Thank you. And I uh, hope you have a good rest of the day and hope we stay with no issues. Alrighty. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Seriously, IEEE is such a cool organization. Seriously, USF is amazing. <laughs> right? USF's got all kinds of cool groups here. It really does. Two different, two different organizations building cars and, you know, a, a college robotics organization. And just, USF's always got something going on. And they're housing Roboticon. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> they're not, okay. They're not just housing Roboticon. USF has been so good to us. Yeah. Um, all of the volunteer shirts are paid for by them. Like they they buy these for us. They uh they put money. The mm -hmm. College of Engineering here actually puts money into the event in addition to housing it for us. They're yeah. uh, they've been and a great anyone partner for us. Can apply to to uh, volunteer for Roboticon yes. any year. All you have to do is go to... Roboticon.net on the website. There is a way to... Uh, there will be a call for volunteers earlier. <laughs> and there's a small process beforehand, but it's worth it. Like It's a first event. We've still got to go through the background yes. check and all the things that first volunteers have to go through. But, you know, that's... Anyone can apply we're, to We're volunteer. dealing with kids. We've got we've to be... On top of it. Yeah. We've got to be careful. So there is a process to go through, but, you know... Being a being a volunteer at Roboticon or any first event is fun, exhausting, but fun. But fun. <laughs> I'll let you do this one. Well, our next interview is here. Hi. Hi. Can you nice please to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Can you please introduce yourself for us? Yeah. Oh, my name is Manu Gumaraju, uh, and I'm the president of Middleton Robotics, uh, which is a high school. Um, and we have five robotics teams. We have one FRC team, which is actually competing right now, 1369 Minotaur, two FTC teams, 4997 Masquerade, and thir uh, 3846 um, Maelstrom. And then we have two VEX teams, 6062A and X, Minerva and Mercury. And we have already talked to you guys a bunch. Yes, you guys we have been on the show all the time. Every time yeah. that we <laughs> see you guys, we try to get you guys on the show. Which... Um, Middleton team are you uh, so the are past you, are you most focused yeah, on I guess because I know yeah. you guys kind of bounce around yeah. between teams which one is like your passion team uh, so the past three years I've been on 3846 Maelstrom and last year I actually um, got the opportunity to be the captain and then this year uh -huh. the way our seniors work is that because FRC offers the most scholarships we put most of our seniors onto our FRC team in order to to let them take advantage of that okay 
So, so you that is why team members on the FTC teams, we see them kind of vanish after two yeah. or three seasons. I have we have never heard that before. Yeah. That's actually brilliant. So is yeah. this your first time joining the FRC? Yeah, this is stuff? this is actually my first competition with FRC, and it's um, okay. it's really fun. What year student are you? I'm a senior, senior. now. Okay, okay, you're a yeah. senior. Okay, so you were on the FTC team for two or three years? For three years, since for my three. freshman okay. year. Okay. Uh, I didn't really have any robotics experience before I came into Middleton. Okay. Um, but I heard that they were a, a world championship club yep. and that's kind of what made me go to Middleton and I haven't re regretted wow. my decision before um, up to this point Defi so definitely a, a first powerhouse yeah. Yeah. yeah what's the transition from FTC to FRC because we get a lot of transitions from like FLL to mm -hmm. FTC but sometimes when you go into FTC you kind of just stay there yeah so what is the difference between first tech challenge and first robotics competition well I think overall Middleton robotics is a family in general so I'm already really close with all the members sure. already uh, that are already on FRC as well. Uh, but in terms of building, uh, especially this past week we've been getting for this competition, there's a lot of similarities because we're trying to get a lot of stuff done. Uh, of course, we're kids. We procrastinate and leave things <laughs> to the last moment. So there's um, a lot of panic build at exactly, the end. Exactly, exactly. Um, but everything is, is obviously on a larger scale. Um, with FTC, there's like these small parts and a couple people will be working on the robot. With FRC, there's so many different components and so many different people specialize in parts. So you'll see different groups like let's say pneumatics or electronics or someone that's working specifically on the drivetrain. Okay. They'll be trying to work with each other and also trying to work on the robot together. And I know that FRC competitions fall on a different schedule. Yeah. So did you just start with FRC this fall school semester? Yeah, so I have, okay. I've never been to a, the, the, the six-week build season. I haven't done okay. that yet. Okay. I haven't done the, the competitions. So this is my this is my first FRC competition before. Okay. At the end, so the school years is where we transition. Um, so kind of at the end of both of the, the FTC and the FRC seasons is where we switch our leadership uh, and then who okay. our team captains are, okay. what members are on each team. So you're catching that tail end of the last year season for yep. FRC, and you're going to be starting up with your new season which of FRC. Oh, yeah, which is, which is the thing that's weird about first robotics competition is that schedule makes it yeah. so that yeah, it's very like the first half of your year you're still messing around with the old game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because all the new members, especially all the freshmen um, coming in, you, you see the difference between the old members that have been through the six-week build process uh -huh. and they're really in tune with the game and they're also trying to teach the freshmen because uh, there's like a lot of intricate parts to this game, especially with the different power-ups. Yeah. Um, so you see the older members know exactly what's going on and the freshmen asking a lot of questions, uh, which is a part of Middleton Robotics. We like to teach the younger kids. Mm -hmm. How many freshmen are on your FRC team? Uh, probably about... I don't know the exact number. We have 64 in all, so I would say maybe 30 to 40 are freshmen. Okay, so that's a lot. Yeah, this year, wow. the leadership team especially, uh, over the summer we met a lot and we focused a lot on recruitment um, to Middleton Robotics because Middleton is a um, has a STEM program, so we wanted to get as many people to take advantage of robotics because a lot of people don't know yeah. about FIRST or robotics in general. Yeah. So we, we figured that even if they didn't think they liked robotics, coming to robotics, they don't have to just do the building part or progr programming part. Being a part of FIRST is, is already um, a benefit to them in general, so we try to recruit as many people as possible, which is why we have such a, a big jump of freshmen this year. That makes sense. Hashtag more than robots. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. That's true. If, if you want to see some of the interesting other things that FIRST students are involved in, hashtag more than robots. Yeah. You get to see all the teams doing outreach and 
all kinds of stuff that way. There are a lot of first teams, or first students, that will go into different disciplines, not just engineering, which is the hashtag more than robots. Yeah, which is... Which is something that's kind of cool about FIRST is, yeah. you know, if you want to learn about business plans, there's a whole business plan section of the engineering notebook of FIRST Tech Challenge. Yeah. There's, there's Very like a, cool stuff like that. Yeah, there's a specific subject, subsection that we developed this year, uh, which was having to do with videography that we didn't really know that we can get into, but it really helps us a lot with a lot of the awards that the judges get to see our videos. So there's people that don't really want to touch the robot, but they want to take pictures of the team and still be involved in the team that way. Uh-huh. So there's a there's like a team of like I think three to five members that just develop the videos for us, um, and that still helps us because the people that are building the robot might not be so good with yeah. editing or mm-hmm. shooting videos. But now we have people that are still involved in first and involved in robotics, but they mm-hmm. focus more on the the video yeah. side of it. Absolutely. And what is your focus? Uh, right now, it's a lot of. Not like the technical stuff, but outreach, um, reaching out into the community, doing volunteer stuff, contacting sponsors, um, and then whenever we're talking to the school, representing the club to the school, a lot of representation of the club. Um, but I also do like to get my hands dirty and build a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're doing a lot of like running the business exactly, kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. Which is why we, Middleton Robotics has been able to uh, be sustained for so long. Um, is because we have those leadership people that don't exactly build the robot, but they get the underclassmen ready for the, the next season so they can come into their roles. So you were a captain on your FTC team, and you're not a captain this year, right? Nope. Yeah. Because you weren't involved in FRC before. Yeah. So So how, how is it like being on a leadership pole and then jumping down, not knowing very well, much about... In fairness, I guess you've kind of taken a step yeah, up, you've right? Kind of, yeah. You've... On the team, you've taken a step down, exactly. but in the family, you've taken a step yeah. up. Yeah. So. So how's that? Um, it's when when working with the robots, when looking at everything, I kind of miss the aspect of being able to work directly on the robot. But I also like the aspect of being able to work with all the teams because all the small decisions, that's not my job anymore. That's the team captain's job. Um, mm-hmm. So they can focus on that, but I can still be involved while all the other team captains focus on making the small decisions on what goes on in their robots, uh, what wheel goes where or whatever. Um, I can be involved in the whole organization of the club and still be able to attend competitions with them and be part of their little families. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it really is. And you get to do that, like, big picture. Exactly, yeah. Thought ideas and not just the minutia of <laughs> yeah. dealing with just the robot. Yeah. Very and cool. What kind of things do you want to do since you're a senior now? Mm-hmm. What kind of things do you want to do after high school? Uh, I want to become an aerospace engineer. Uh, when I was little, I wanted okay. to uh, fly fighter jets, but I don't have that good of eyesight. So oh, okay. I still want to work with the, the airplanes and that side of it, but uh, Middleton helped me because it has an engineering program, so I'm already four years into engineering. Um, so, yeah, I want to go to college to become an aerospace engineer and then do that as a career. Do you have any aspects in college, like which colleges you're looking at? Uh, I'm For in-state, probably like UCF, they have a good aerospace program, and I think UF does. Uh, but, yeah, the, the college applications are coming in soon, and I should probably get, get working <laughs> on that. Are you wanting to work on, like, standard aircraft or spacecraft or what kind of? No, no, no uh, a- aeronautical, yeah, under or in the atmosphere. Okay. So planes, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming and talking to us today. If people want to find out more about Middleton Robotics, mm-hmm. maybe if they're a student or maybe in middle school mm-hmm. thinking about what school to go to, how can they find out more? Uh, you guys can find us at MiddletonRobotics.com, and then all our social medias are in our website. Uh, if you want to learn more about our teams, it's all, everything's in the website. So MiddletonRobotics.com, uh, all lowercase.
Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming and talking to Thank us you. today. Thank you have, for the opportunity. <clears throat> absolutely, and have a great uh, initial first robotics competition yeah. season. <laughs> Thank you. I got Thank it. You. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> ha, I got it. Initial. <laughs> initial. Have a good first first season. <laughs> I always hate that. It's always a struggle in my head. I always want to say, have a good first season. But they're all first seasons. They're all first seasons. <laughs> the name of the game. So Literally. I'm really excited about this next one because last year I didn't get to interview it, but it was my own school. I know. <laughs> that did work out weird last year, Yeah, no, it? it did. Yeah. We're all over the place. But our next, and I think our last. I don't know. It depends on whether they filled the next spot. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> once the once the red lights turn on, I have no idea what the schedule is. That's, a, that's all them. Yeah. Uh, so our next interview is here. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Jacob Rogers from Florida Polytechnic University. I'm here to uh, talk about combat robotics. Uh, it's something new here, uh, new at, uh, at Poly, um, and I'm trying to uh, bring back combat robotics on a high school slash collegiate level. For um, uh, it, it's been, uh, it's not been a thing for about 10 years or so, and I'm trying to pick it up. I'm, uh, um, I applied to be the uh, uh, state representative for uh, for the NRL. Um, it's a uh, it's a, it, if you don't know what combat robotics is, it's uh, two robots enter an arena, you get three minutes, and either you knock someone out or you win by a judge's decision. That's based on, like, damage and uh, aggression and all that. So um, The connection that most people will have with this concept would be battle BattleBots. Battle bots. Yeah, BattleBots is a big thing. I got to go out to L.A. last, uh, last, uh, last year and, uh, in April and go film for that. So nice. I was on Team Ultimo Destructo. I uh, got lots of great experience out there, um, and I've been building for about two and a half years. I built with my dad. The one thing was there was no good structure to it. So bringing back the NRL, um, if you go to like gonrl.org, you can find all the information on there. And I'm trying to become uh, turn it into a, a nice organized league, just like uh, Vex or FRC or FTC, mm -hmm. anything okay. like that. Um, and the great thing about it is you don't have to you don't have to like. Um, uh, there's it, there's not as many rules, you know. It's kind of open. You can build, uh, you know, pretty much anything you want. Sure. Um, these are going to be 15 pound robots, and uh, we're hoping oh. to hold an event in um, uh, at Poly uh, March, and sometime in March we're going to try to work around the uh, you know first schedule and all that, so that okay. there's no conflicts. Um, so we're inviting uh, UCF. Everybody USF. will appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're trying to help uh, accommodate that. So, uh, yeah, this is really going to be a mixture. We're going to have, you know, we could possibly have middle school students fighting uh, college students. So it's going to be because it's, it's cool. going to be the first year, yeah. you know, they, we can't have, you know, all these different groups. And I know some middle schoolers that could kick some college student butt. So uh, <laughs> uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, we'll try to get the whole thing uh, uh, on YouTube or something like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, if, if people go on uh, go on RL, they'll get uh, a good idea for it. Um, they can uh, email me uh, at my email. Uh, it's uh, jrogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, 5686 at floridapoly.edu. Uh, Florida and uh, I'll respond. I'll answer any questions you've got. Uh, we're, we'll try to keep everyone updated. Uh, it should be an awesome event. We had one last year. Um, I had trouble getting the word out, so um, we uh, it was kind of small, but uh, it was open to everyone. And that was at Florida Poly. And that was at Florida yes. Poly. We have it in our awesome mm -hmm. building and everything. So, uh, the yeah. Bookless library. Yeah, and the, yeah, the bookless library. Yeah. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, we we fought in an eight by eight by four arena last year. It's all bulletproof. You know, it's a big box, 
and we're hoping to get a 16 by 16 by 8 this year. So it's going to be all 15 pounders. Uh, it should be a double elimination tournament, so each team gets a minimum of two tries to fight. Um, there's, there's no real kit that you assuming, have to use. Assuming they survive the first one. Assuming you survive the first one, yeah. Rebuilding is one of the biggest parts about it. There's not a lot of programming involved. It's all RC. Autonomy okay. is allowed. Um, there's no autonomous portion. Okay. Um, so if you can make it work, you can use whatever parts you want, you sure. know, whatever type of programming you want. So You're not required to 100% be at the controls. You no, know, you're, not, you're not required to. Most people but are, though. You will. All, most people are always at the controls. They're, they're very hard to drive. Um, they're they're very fast. Some robots are 20 miles an hour plus, and you know these things can throw each other against the ceiling. It's Kay. it's a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of chaos. What is the big difference between uh, combat and battlebots? So uh, the big difference between combat and battlebots. Battlebots technically, it's like saying Bigger. the difference between football and the NFL. Okay. Football is a sport. Uh -huh. You know, kids play football and all that. Battlebots technically is you know there's copyright and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's like so the, so big, the big, the big guy. It is. So a, we're not. Okay. It we're is not a league of combat robotics. Yeah, it's it's with a, a show brand or, and yeah. a thing. It's around got a brand. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're not we're not battlebots. Yes. Right. Yeah, just to make that very clear, right. you know, so we don't, you know, don't the go infringe any copyright. machines are significantly smaller. Yes, yes. BattleBots is 250. We're 15 pounds. It's just to make it a lot easier for us to... A little bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a difference. There's still about, there's still a good, like, two uh, two feet by one feet or, um, by, like, eight inches or so. Oh, wow. So they're they're decent so size. Significantly bigger than I would have expected. Yeah, and then the 250s are huge. Like, some of them are six feet long and, like, these oh, wow. huge machines. And yeah. They have, you know, rockets or whatever on them, you know. Crazy stuff. So flamethrowers. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I have Songs. a 15 pounder with a flamethrower. It shoots a four foot flame. So yes, should be a lot of fun. And wow. and flamethrowers will be allowed. So that's that's one thing at our event at least. What I kind don't of know. limitations does combat? So combat, we've got a few things that you're not allowed to do. Basically, we don't want a boring fight. We don't want a fight where um, people are going to be stuck with. Um, you know, we don't want someone to throw a net on someone and they could just get stuck instantly. You know, that would okay. be boring. No EMPs, so no killing the other robot right away. No liquids because that can short out a robot. So anything that would, like, stop a fight instantly like that okay. without really making contact with another person, we're kind of, you know, that's, like, outside like the rules. Yeah. Um, and probably things that are destructive yeah, no, to the... No explosives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some, some destructive don't. to the arena itself. I mean, the arena does take a bit of damage, right, I will say. Course. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I remember having that big uh, case yeah. at, at, on campus. Yeah, we had a big, uh, that big arena. So um, probably similar to the one that we had at Gulf Coast MakerCon a couple of years ago where they yes. were having the, yeah. the combat Very robot. Similar. And the best, the best place I'd say for uh, anyone watching who's wondering um, is uh, Orlando Maker Fair. It was a great event. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of the same people who are going to be competing there are going to be at Orlando Maker Fair. You'll get okay. a good idea for it. So, okay. yeah. Um, but uh, I'm really glad to be out here today. It's a really awesome experience. Uh, last year I tried to make it out, didn't quite make it out. But, uh, you know, coming out and seeing all this, it's great to see uh, everyone excited about combat robotics. Er, uh, no, sorry. Just I'm so used to saying combat robotics. robotics. In about robotics in general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I know um, in the past we've had Purple Fire. Is combat robotics under purple fire. So combat robotics is yes is under, also under purple fire. Um, we've we've had a couple of tournaments. We got third place uh, last year at Orlando Maker Fair, and then over the summer we got second place um, at another event. 
Uh, so we've been doing pretty good. Um, I'm getting a lot better personally as a driver. Uh, we have three 15-pounders that we'll be entering um, at, uh, at our event and at Orlando Maker Fair, so you can get a good, a good idea of that. Okay. I have about 22 students who are doing that. And so when is the Florida Poly event? This, so the Florida Poly event is going to be sometime in March. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna work with. Uh, I want like you know team leaders to contact me and say like, hey, we have an event going on now, and so that we can plan you know ahead for all that, so that we can have kind of a we're gonna have a moving date up until you know a, after Christmas, and then we'll try to set um, a solid date for that, and then possibly have a couple battle bots teams out there as well too. So to help promote the event so yeah. you know have a lot of fun you know maybe sign some stuff so sure yeah yeah it's gonna be fantastic okay uh what is the because obviously this is kind of new to the show we haven't interacted with a whole lot of of the combat robotics save for the one interview we did at gulf coast MakerCon three or four years ago oh yeah, yeah. um What's the cost look like on something like this? So typically um, for a 250-pound robot, you're looking in the cost range of like somewhere between like $10,000 to $65,000. They can get crazy expensive, but uh, that's the reason why we're going with 15-pounders is because I know I built my, my own personal first 15-pounder out of a pair of cordless drills and some RC equipment. I did it for under $300. Okay. So we're, we're talking... What materials you already had? Um, actually, no. Those were okay, all materials so I bought. Okay. So, like a lot of stuff I just found, um, like on Amazon or whatever. There's UHMW material that's like a like a really strong plastic, mm -hmm. and it works just like wood. It and was you super just easy. It. Yeah, and I and I, I built this um, all in my garage with my dad. I had no experience prior to robotics, and I was trying to get an FRC FTC. I there was no. How long ago was this? This was this was about two three years ago, okay. and there was no team at my school. So, and they said it would take a while to establish a team because it, it is, it's, you know, it's a big it's deal. It's a process. Yeah, it's a process. Um, and it's, you know, super rewarding. Um, and I wanted to be part of something. So I decided I went on YouTube, looked up videos, how to do this on my own. So it kind of like, it was really out of nowhere. And I had a, a, a great uh, group, uh, Renaissance Jacks helped me out uh -huh. there. Yeah, they're a big, big, uh, big part. And, you know, you guys uh, first has that event uh, up there. So yes, indeed. that what, was. What year student are you at Poly? So I'm a sophomore student okay. at Poly. Um, I, uh, I decided to go to Poly because I liked uh, the, the, you know, the atmosphere, the engineering atmosphere and all that. And it's, it's, it's great to be down here. And your field of study? And my field of study right now is mechanical engineering. I'm considering moving over to supply chain management. But, uh, um, yeah, so I'm, I, uh, I, I love what I do. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it, you know. Did you start combat robotics on, in your freshman year? So yeah, I saw I started combat robotics at Poly. My so freshman you just year. jumped right into it. Yeah, I I was in a room full of like 23 people who were ready for fire and destruction and all that, and I was a freshman and I never really yeah, liked anything on my own. Because there was been there's been a lot of talk about yeah. yes, we want to do like combat robotics. We want to do yeah. like battle battle bots, and we're, but not yeah, battle bots. We're, yeah, we are attempting battle bots though. I'm speaking okay. with uh, President oh. Avent uh, on Monday, having a meeting with him. We'll see how That's that goes. Awesome. Good so. luck. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that goes well. Wow. So, Dr. Avent is our president for our university. In yeah. case gotcha. anyone was curious. Wow. So, all right. Yeah, make it moves. <laughs> I looked, That's awesome. I looked into BattleBots in its first. Yeah. In 
Incarnation. Incarnation back in like on, Comedy Central when days. When it was on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. I, I used, that's how I got into it, watching with my dad when I was like two. I got to meet a lot of the guys that I, you know, used to watch as a kid. Uh -huh. And now, you know, I had a friend of mine um, out there. Uh, he also does, uh, uh, he, he does um, a lot of, he did like high school robotics as well. Okay. Um, and his name is Matthew Vasquez, and he was out there with Whiplash this year. They're doing great so far. Can't say how they do, obviously, but... Um, so you've always been passionate about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been really passionate, and there's kind of a new wave of combat robotics guys. It was weird. There was like a big gap because of the time it was off the air. Yep. So um, just trying to get back back in the groove of things, and this will be kind of a feeder program, you know, possibly for that. And then you okay. know, it's just great skills because like some of the fabrication you. Um, uh, like it's it's a bit more intense than first, but first has the programming aspect. So if you do both, then you know yeah. it, it, you're a little, you know it's it it's, it makes you really well well rounded uh, uh, as in uh, an engineer. So um, you know both you know are are very uh, important for the field. So I'm really excited um, you know for for both of these events and you know sure. more the more robots the better you know <laughs> and and yours you know. Uh, has that added bonus of possibly helping us get some aggression out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like <laughs> that yeah. we build up trying to put these yeah, together. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and I, I mean, I will say, you know, you get a little bit of that aggression, but it's it's a really fantastic community. Um, there's people like I handed one guy a part that fixed his robot to then fight me one time. Gracious professionalism. So yeah, gracious professionalism. Yeah. It helps build up that as well. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really great community. I mean, you could tear someone's robots to pieces and then walk over, help them rebuild it, and you're all friends afterwards. That's we all awesome. go out and get some food and eat that's together. Awesome. So I like that. It's it's fantastic. It's good to hear that that's not just a first thing. That that's a robotics a robotics thing, thing in general. Yeah, it's fantastic. We talk about that a lot. Like, it's not it's not a common scenario to see like a football player. You know, sacrifice their on-field performance to go help their competitor yeah. get better. Mm -hmm. But I'm in robotics and engineering stuff, like they just want to make engineering better. If yeah. I'm gonna beat you, I, I want to beat, beat you, you at your best. best. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's the exactly. best part about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you want your design going against their design, and your idea going against their idea, and really seeing that. And when those little technical problems get in the way, you like to help them out, and you know. Make sure you're both operating at 100%. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, because if I don't beat you at your best, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Care about the, the win. Yeah, yeah I don't care point? about the win. Yeah, I'd rather you know, uh, um, you know, I'd rather beat someone at their best than not fight them at all. So like, yeah, you know, exactly. I'll I'll make that sacrifice any day. So. Yeah. When uh, is the competition in Orlando? The uh, competition in Orlando is uh, during the Orlando Maker Fair event. Um, it's November 10th. Okay, so that one's before the poly one. So yeah, that's going to be a good bit before the poly one. That's going to not going to be an NRL event. Um, again, the NRL's kind of been absent from the state. Um, I'm trying to bring it back. You know, okay. it's it's a it's been a bit of a process, a bit of an uphill climb, um, and it's just it's it's so it's so fantastic to see all the opportunities that have come my way through doing this, and and in the way of like that have come the way of anyone who's like I've surrounded myself with. So so many opportunities. Uh, for this and you know it's, it's a growing sport and you know uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for universities you know tech universities to get in there you know if if they're not big at football you know yeah. if they're not big on regular sports you know to get so a chance school. to compete <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say so like perfect for poly an engineering poly, yeah. school yeah yeah. Probably never going to have a, an award-winning football team, is what yeah. you're saying? No, we're... Uh, I, we, I have a, we have an ultimate Frisbee team. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Uh, <laughs> maybe we get a Frisbee playing robot or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, five years ago, 
the first robotics competition team uh, game had frisbees. Was frisbees? Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. I, I have a frisbee from that, and even though it wasn't a part of the game I, at all. <laughs> I, I do too. Uh, yeah. I got to Roboticon that year, and I'm like, hey, can uh, somebody explain the game? Because I haven't been around uh, FRC for, uh, like, 16 years. Can mm. somebody explain the game to me? I have yeah. no idea how I got the Frisbee, but I have one. Terry had a box of them, and at our picnic at her house one time, she started handing them out. Oh, okay. I know exactly how you got That's it, because it's how, how I, got, I it. got it, too. <laughs> but, yeah, we, yeah, so, um... You know, with uh, with all the buildup for all these, like, fighting events and stuff, you know, like, those can, you know, obviously it's not great for your body, you know, being in the UFC or MMA or anything like that. So uh, huh. this is kind of like the robotic say. version of, like, that. You Don't can hurt kinda, me. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> hurt, I was, the hurt the thing I made. <laughs> exactly. I was the kid whose, like, mom was like, no, you're not going into that no matter what. And then oh, I was yeah. like, and then I was like, well, I'll find a way to get into Fetal combat sports. So <laughs> It's Avatar MMA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're you're doing MMA indirectly. Yeah, <laughs> indirectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through through the robots. So you know, with all the hype for like combat sports in general, and yeah. then and then with robotics growing as well, it's kind of like you know the perfect time for uh, to start something for high schools and middle yeah, schools sure. and stuff. It's going great up north. Uh, I know Pennsylvania, and I think uh, yeah, Pennsylvania is the uh, world championship for combat robotics. But oh. it's pretty much just isolated up there. So I'm trying to make it you know grow and spread. Um, so it should be uh, it should be a really great opportunity for uh, students to, to meet a lot of these uh, a lot of other young builders yeah. and to get that opportunity to make that like camaraderie and you know tear each other's robots apart and help them fix them and you know it's a lot of fun and it's for it's sure. fantastic it like to watch too yeah it's a lot of fun to watch it's yeah. definitely a lot of fun to yeah watch. it's definitely it's almost more of a spectator sport because like you know it's like it's like the spectators have as much fun or more than the yeah. actual builders because we're sitting there going, oh, wow, I'm going to have to fix that gearbox. Yeah, and, and the spectators you know, are like, yeah, destroy it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and like, oh my God that's a, that is a table saw. Yeah, yeah. And what's, <laughs> Use what, it. Do it. Use it. What's so interesting is like it's really – it's like a process of rapid evolution. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, animals, yeah. animals evolved to, to, you know, become dominant over other animals. And it's like – this is like this is like machines evolving to to become constantly. The top of the, yeah, constantly. Like we're talking like every other event, you'll see somebody's robot change, and, uh -huh. and the, there's there's a there's a like a meta shift like in video games sometimes, and then you've got um, yeah. So it's it's like it's like rapid evolution. People you know can look at it and say you know it's just it's just violence when in reality it's like we're figuring out how how to make stuff not break. Yeah, right? it's such more a big problem thing. solving. Yeah, for. For everybody who has ever dropped their phone and it has shattered into a thousand pieces, <laughs> we're, uh, we're literally working on engineering on how to not break things. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's the biggest thing. If people want more information about what you're up to, how can they do it? And so how to get involved with combat robotics and possibly go against you that too <laughs> okay okay so if you want more information uh go on uh, go nrl.org g-o-n-r-l.org um if you check out the website you'll you'll see plenty of information on there there's a um uh florida combat robot builders group on facebook you can join as well ask any any number of questions um you can contact me uh j rogers j-r-o-g-e-r-s five six eight six at floridapoly.edu, and that's my personal, uh, that's my student uh, uh, email, and you can okay. contact me directly that way. 
Um, and then if you just like to, um, like, you know, meet me in person or, uh, or you know, work on uh, or, or see an event yourself, you know, you can go to Maker Faire uh, Orlando awesome. uh, in November. So uh, November 10th, I, yeah, November 10th. So um, you can go online and check that out. And then Builders Database is where you can check out all of the, um, all the events that are happening worldwide because it's all over the world. It's like, it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for coming <laughs> and talking Thank to us today. Thank you very much. I had a great Hopefully time. Hopefully you'll continue to have fun here at the event. Of and uh, your next two events will be successes. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely. Have a good one. See you around. <laughs> See you around. I want to build things to destroy things. Yes. I wanted. I'm and telling destroy you, your thing you built. <laughs> I wanted to build. I literally wanted to get involved in. <laughs> this camera. Yeah. We're going to have to fix that real quick. Um, I will do that while he's setting her up. Okay. Uh, I have wanted to do battle bots when it was battle bots. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen years ago, I wanted to create a team. I'll continue talking, I guess. Yeah. Keep talking. You can still hear me. He's a ghost. He's not in any of the cameras. Um, but it was it was a much bigger challenge than I was willing to get involved in at the time. You know, I I obviously did not have. I had the passion but not the drive, right? To yeah. go back to our conversation from before. I had the passion. I was very interested in doing it, but I did not have the drive that he has at 19 to go. Because that's how old I was when I was thinking about yeah. doing it. And I, he did it the moment he got to college. He was like, this is cool. Let's do it. Go. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. So our next interview is here. Hi. Hi. Can you please introduce yourself for us? Um, I'm Chloe from the Tie-Dye Gummy Divas. The Tie-Dye Gummy Divas. Yeah. That's an uh, awesome name. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know where that name came from? Um, everybody on our team, they came up with a part they wanted to put in our name, and then we combined it. Okay. That sounds awesome. I love your little the, the, the bear. Thank you. <laughs> so what's your role on your team? Um, well... We don't really have roles, but we okay. mostly do what we like to do. Um, my friend Sophia likes to do projects. Um, my friend Natalie likes to build, and I like to program and build. Okay. Very cool. And uh, you're a Lego League team, right? Yes. Okay. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I love your outfit. Thank yes. you. I, I noticed earlier in the day the... Uh, that you guys are all wearing like space themed leggings which yes. I love. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. is different? Yes. Okay. That's I'm so excited. much fun. Your your team is fun. Uh, so tell tell us about uh, the game this year cuz we haven't been involved in the Lego League game at all this year. So tell us what the game is about. Um it's about people You're good. Keep You're going. You're fine. It's about space and the problems that are in space and the project is to figure out what you would need in space if you were trying to live there. Okay. So what is it that you guys decided to focus on in that problem? Um, we haven't cho chose it yet. Okay. But... Do you have an idea of what direction you want to go with it? Um, no. No? Not yet? The, how, how long ago was the game announced? Um, it was announced around the end of this summer. Okay, so you've had it for a little while, but yes. not, not too long. No. How how have uh, are you like enjoying the game this year? Yes, it is very fun. 
Have you done any building for it? Um, well, we were building the robot uh, two weeks ago, and we were. My friend Sophia was building the attachments for the robot game. Okay. Very cool. So the game is revolved around space, right? Yes. What are your opinions on space? Um, I think it. Um, it takes your breath away, and figuratively and literally. <laughs> So what do you think I is like gonna? I like this one. Yes. <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen in the next, like, you know, five to ten years in space? Um, I think they're gonna find a way for people to live in space for more than a few years. Okay. So you think we're gonna have any colonies out there? Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. We yeah. were actually, we were actually talking with a software engineer from NASA a little while ago about that exactly. And he thinks, he thinks that, what did he say, sometime in the 20s, he's a, that they're supposed to have, to be doing stuff, uh, like maybe moon. colony stuff on the moon. And then by and 2040. By, yeah, maybe on Mars. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So what do you think about the the robotics that you're doing with Legos might be implemented um, in space? Well, it would, um, it would help because they would need robots to make things happen. Like, they would need robots to transport goods maybe from Earth to the moon or Mars. Sure. Yeah, because the rovers are just robots. <laughs> <laughs> With a with a clever name, they're yes. just robots, right? Yes. Okay, and then you know maybe on the on the moon or on the surface of Mars, if you need to do something outside of your little dome, a person can't go out there. No. So you got to send a machine. Yes. Oh, I just noticed you were wearing a tiara too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> dang. Uh, I, s I noticed that when you sat down over there because you were all <laughs> sparkly. <laughs> I was just obsessed with everything. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're holding? Um, this is the awesome pit award for our pit. We had a giant gummy bear float, and we had our core values board. A gummy bear float? Did you yes. make it yourself? Um, no. Or with your team? Um, no. No? It, so you, you guys it, got a float? It's like a, like a pool float, yes. right? Oh. Yeah, with a little cutout in it. To, Where'd you to find that? Um, well, our coaches bought it for okay. us. Well, that's awesome. I saw <laughs> that down there earlier, and I'm like, I know what team that's for. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you definitely deserve that award. <laughs> for sure. Um, what is your uh, What's your favorite? Is this your first year on a Lego League team? Um, no, this is my second year. Your second year? So how do you like this year versus last year? Um, well, I might like space better than hydrodynamics okay. because it's more interesting. Okay. So you're not a, you're not a water person. Um, not really. Okay. Fair enough. You know who is? Who? Dean Kamen. That's why you guys had that game last year. Ah. Uh, Our boss is a, <laughs> is a hydrodynamics guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually the thing that he's good at. You know those... Those Coca-Cola freestyle machines? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that was his thing. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Everybody knows him for the for the Segway, but uh. I know him for the freestyle <laughs> machine. And I love those. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
the the fluid dynamics thing wasn't really your thing. Space is your thing. What yes. part of space really gets you excited? Um, well, it's really hard to get in space, and you have to study, and you work with new people mm -hmm. when you are learning about it. There's a lot of aspects to it, right? Yes. Because you got doctors that have to be involved to make mm -hmm. sure nothing nothing's changing in you if you're in space for too long. <laughs> you, there's a lot of a lot of stuff with space. Do you follow? Do you follow the space stuff like what SpaceX is doing with um, putting rockets up into the? Not really. Oh, they're doing some cool stuff. They're actually competing with NASA right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of lot of interesting space stuff going on. Are you hoping to do to be hands-on with space things when you get older? Um, well, not really. What kind of stuff are you interested in? I'm interested in building. Building. Okay. okay. So, are you going to continue on to like FTC or FRC? I'm in the future. I think I might. Yeah. What grade are you in? I'm in fifth grade. And how old are you? I'm ten years old. Ten years old. Okay. I, I can see you enjoying First Tech yeah. Challenge. That sounds very exciting. I'm excited for you. She was on a First Tech Challenge team. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so is it, for First Lego League, is it the, the physical building of things that, that you get excited about? Is it programming? Is it seeing the thing move on the table? Um, what part of it's the most exciting for you? It's probably programming. Programming? That's my thing, too. Me, too. <laughs> That's cool. How did you get involved? Um, la uh, two summers ago, my friend Natalie, she told me about it, and I was really interested. And so you just you joined a team that was already together? or Yes. Yeah, so okay. Very cool. Well, I, I love all of it. I love everything <laughs> about it. Thank you. Yeah. You're very sparkly, which is always fun. I always like sparkly things. We had another team with shiny. The letters on their shirts were shiny. We're which just was in fun. awe every time. Yeah. Every time there's some shiny, we're like, ooh, you look great. <laughs> you know, especially in here with all the colored lights going on, it's changing colors as you're, awesome. <laughs> as you're sitting there. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so do you guys have a website or a Facebook page or anything like that? Um, if people want to find out more about what you're doing? No, but last year we were the sister team with the Porygon programmers. Oh, cool. And we posted a few videos on YouTube on what we think we could do with the board. Okay, very cool. All right. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming and talking to us today. Hopefully you're going to have a wonderful season and get to experience all of the fun space stuff over the next couple of months. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. I love her. Okay. She said literally and figuratively. I know. What? How is it that the Lego League team kids are the ones that always surprise us the most? I I love that. I just, I just, she was just like, thank you. I, okay. I really love that all of the kids are wearing space oh, leggings yeah. and they're all different. Oh, but yeah. then they've all got those like multicolored tutu things on, uh -huh. so that they're consistent. Like, <laughs> there's a team thing going on, and then an individual thing. I, <laughs> not quite what we see with like 
first tech challenge or first robotics competition. It's True. usually it's like it's jeans or shorts and uh, team T-shirt. Like, you know that's. But the Lego League kids always go they're, all They're on out. point. <laughs> so our next interview is here. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic, actually. Really? Yes. That's, that's a good awesome. I get that's to road to Roboticon. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> that's, we're excited, too. But Fantastic's a yeah. good place to be at 4 p.m. Yeah. on oh, competition yes. day. Oh, yes. So that's we're still going. Until, <laughs> <laughs> yes. what, 8 o'clock tonight? Oh, you're right. Yes. Can you please introduce yourself for us? Hi, my name is Daisy Jones. I'm the South Florida Regional Partner for First Lego League and First Lego League Junior. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's wonderful. So what kind of responsibilities do you oversee? I am actually in charge of setting up all the events and all the uh, tournaments and making sure all the coaches get all the trainings they need, all the judges get all the training they need, and make sure everything runs smoothly, just like first, <laughs> all the time. We have had the pleasure of working with you at various events yes. and it seems like any of the events that you're involved in definitely from the outside I, we all know that the inside of an event runs differently than the outside but a little bit from the outside they always seem very organized and very calm which yes. is because well, i'm a very calm well, person calm you know <laughs> what I, you know what i mean by calm yes it's, as well, calm they as a first organized. event can be. Yeah, and first is very organized. Um, yes. uh, believe it or not, they get, they have a wiki and all kinds of things that I have to follow, and every first partner has to follow the same type of of, of s system, mm -hmm. and uh, that makes me feel great because I know I'm doing the same thing as my partners that are in Washington, okay. or in Quebec or wherever they are. So it's a wonderful family type mm -hmm. atmosphere. Um, and I really wanted to talk to you about some wonderful sponsors that we had, if I could. Okay. Um, we are very, very lucky this year to have a sponsor that is with Netflix. Um, really? There is a television show. I know. I know. There's a television show called Reboot, The Guardian Tr Code, and it's all about coding. And it takes high school kids, and they fight these hackers, and they are amazing. And they are actually part of our first family. So I, you know, wanted to make sure that we got that in there so that, you know, they know they sent out a press release. Um, and it's all about congratulating all the first LEGO League teams and first LEGO League junior teams and first competition teams and first tech challenge teams. So um, they're really big supporters. And it's all about coding, which is what we do. Um, and then our other sponsor is Infento, and they actually use, I know, <laughs> I'm a big fan. They actually are using a whole system where it's kind of like an adult size erector set where you can build things that you can ride and do. And I'm actually, don't tell anybody, I'm actually in the process of making a first tech challenge team using Infento. So, next, at this season this year. Well, we didn't tell anyone, okay, but you thank did. You. Don't tell anybody. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. um, I'm actually really excited about that because yeah. I think it's a great marriage between exciting. what we do on our sponsors and how we can support our sponsors mm -hmm. and first, my two yeah. favorite things. So, I really am so thankful for you guys doing this for us yeah. and, um, you know, spreading the word of how much first means and Roboticon because it really is a very important event for us. And I drive all the way over here from the other coast because I think you are just amazing. Where are you from? We're in West Palm. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm South Florida. So, yeah. I get um, from Miami-Dade all the way to Indian River. That's my area. So oh, yeah. I know. That Super. sounds awesome. <laughs> we... <laughs> we uh, we love all of the leagues. <laughs> I know. And uh, equally, 
And, uh, but mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little competitive, I have to tell you. <laughs> In fairness, I meant, I meant first robotics competition, first tech challenge, oh. first Lego league. <laughs> Well, I've been involved in FIRST for 22 years. So my husband actually started SPAM 180 back in 1997. Woo. And so, yeah, it's just been an amazing opportunity for us, and our whole family does it. So I'm thrilled. So you've known about FIRST for a very long time, yes. right? and I love it. Have it we, sounds like you do. Have Definitely. we done this before? Were you part of the conversation on who had been around FIRST the longest? I am one of them that has been around the longest. And there I was on a team in 96. I know. <laughs> I know. And we talked about that. But Four, yeah. 42. I know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm an adult and you were a child then. <laughs> so Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of um, sp uh, mentors on team 86 that I think beat us both. Yeah. Resi team Resistance has a sponsor that uh, has a mentor that's been here since yeah. uh, 95. 96. Yeah, something like that. But they're so close. Yeah. I know. And they've been It's almost like at consistent. the it's almost at the table at Thanksgiving, you're waiting for them to go away so you can be the next, you know, you can be at the adult table. Oh my god. <laughs> but they still hang around. It's like, uh -huh. oh my goodness. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I still adore them. I love them all. And we learn so much from them. Right? It's Yeah. Cuz I I have a break in my time in the middle. Um <laughs> What, you haven't done this forever? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Terry got me back, actually. I know. Um, and uh, so, obviously, having to pick back up, having mm -hmm. the people who were either consistent or were around during that gap time right. was huge for me. <laughs> right. Because so much had changed in the so time much period. Has changed, oh, but yeah. so much has stayed the same. Yes. The same feeling of family, the yeah. same feeling of like everybody's here to support you is huge for us. Yeah, for and sure. I, so thank and you. And the growth it's is absolutely amazing. Yes. And we're getting bigger. Oh, Our yeah. first Lego League Junior right now I think has tripled what it was last year. Oh, tripled. Yeah. And that's what we were talking what? about earlier. Lordy. I know. We, we're getting taken over by five-year-olds, but I'm okay with that. It sounds amazing, though. <laughs> That's their future. <laughs> That's my future, so Fair I love enough. it. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are your responsibilities here this weekend? I am a vendor, so I'm actually okay. um, in charge with Green Mouse Academy, which is our affiliate partner for South Florida. Okay. And they are actually having a booth here, and we're demonstrating and showing all the things that our sponsors have been giving us with Reboot and Infento. Very cool. So, yeah. And I love that Infento has gotten heavily involved. We had them at a uh, Golf Coast Maker and Comic Con this year. Yes. They had a whole display outside which was Yes. That was in St. Pete, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In our line of view from where our studio was, we saw them all day long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, but they're so close and we can't go interact cuz we're on air. Yeah, but they're a lot of fun, and yeah. it's it's for anybody. And we actually had a young lady um, who has um, autism, and she has like some uh, folk, um, movement problems. Okay. And so she was telling her mother was telling me that this would be perfect for her because they can actually make a bike that has an arm that is actually fits her arm. Oh, I know. I almost started crying. I'm like, what an amazing thing that this Infento can actually be for any child, yeah. any size. I'm about to cry. I'm sorry. About any size or any child. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. 
you know, you That's don't so have cool. to be able to pedal. So if you don't have a capability of pedaling, you can still run it with your hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. We've, uh, Terry and I have actually been talking about kind of an excitement around maybe getting them involved in the new uh, FCDI Mm -hmm. we'd, lo we'd love to get them involved yes. in that because that's kind of right it in is. their wheelhouse. It is. And anybody can do it. Yeah. So we had kids down there about five years old all the way up to there was a gentleman in probably his 60s. It was, you know, no big deal. They could do anything. And everybody looks at it and goes, that looks like fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Not everything has that that capability. I'm now distracted by the purple screen above us because I'm waiting for the text to show yeah. up. <laughs> Same. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll focus for you. It's no big. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I created the graphic. You would think I'd remember what it said. You've but had other things on your mind. Uh, it's okay. Like oh, getting yeah. the graphics to show up. Oh, there was green mouse. Yeah. Yes, green mouse. That's <laughs> awesome. We're very excited. It's a little mouse that could, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the logo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, a really wonderful group of people, and um, they make my life so easy and my job a blessing. So really thrilled. <laughs> Isn't that the best case scenario? Yes, it really is. Because I'm a teacher, and I can teach anybody. Okay. But to teach people and have a good time when you're doing it is just a thrill. Did you see it? Not yet? No, they're, they're, they're like, I think they think that there are people up there because we're all looking up there. So they're like, stop. Because we've we're been, looking at we've the been using We've been using that kind of gesture to let them yeah, know that there are people, people up here people when there, there aren't supposed to be. But there's not people up there. So it's they keep the thinking that we're. I love you guys. You're amazing. <laughs> stop staring off into space. They made a sign that they says They did, stop really. A CDI Fab, Fab Lab, Lab and Robotics Robotic Fab Center. Lab. Ooh. That was the word I was That's looking for. Nice. Okay. I approve. That's approvable. Yes. Yes. And I can't wait to come and play. And uh, we'll definitely bring Green Mouse over. And awesome. We'll do some fun stuff with it. Awesome. We're going to have most of a first robotics competition field permanent. I How I cool is that? that? So, and then you can also get the uh, virtual reality field from last year. Oh. The Power Up has all uh, VR. Yeah. And you can actually do VR while I you're on the actual field. That. I love all the new age VR technology. Yes. That I that I'm not necessarily a part of, but I love that it's there. <laughs> I just like saying the word and actually knowing what it means because right? I'm old and it's just kind of it's kind of one of those things. VR and AR are just really amazing, and well, that's like the new age stuff. If you sound say it with purpose, like you know what you're talking about, people's like, oh yeah, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good enough. And uh, it's it's a whole lot better than like the Nintendo Virtual Boy, oh. where. 60 seconds in and you'd get sick to your stomach? Yeah. 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 Please don't do that one. No. <laughs> but that's okay. The VR one with the power-up game is amazing. So okay. you can do that one. I had forgotten about that. I knew it was out there and I had totally forgotten about it. We did that actually when we did summer camp and it was, <laughs> the kids loved it. And I it was bet. so inexpensive because I didn't have to get the robot out or a field. But now you have all that. So you can do everything. You didn't have to have a massive space where you could set up a field <laughs> and all of these ridiculous components <laughs> that overflow the field. Exactly. Exactly. It's a huge field. It, it is. is a volleyball court sized field. <laughs> yes. And the game overflows it. Yes. And when you have people standing outside, it's even worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh. It's okay. So not having to do any of that and be able to do it all with VR, much better. Yes. Work smarter, <laughs> not harder. There it is. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. the one.
That is the motto. <laughs> so, we dancing? Ah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. The music's not even going yet. I know. I always have music in my hand. Fair enough. Fair enough. Usually, it's usually just one song on loop. Which yeah, is I have Ice annoying. Ice Baby. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. it, in my head now, that's just like your traveling music. You're welcome. That's going to be there forever. Thank you. You're welcome. So if people wanted to find out more about you and more about what you do, where can they go? Um, we have a wonderful website. It's called www.southfloridarobotics.com. And they can find everything out there? Everything out there, yeah. So it's a, it's a great website. And then infentorides.com. Fantastic. Well, we always enjoy talking to you. It's always, always a yeah. fun conversation. You make this fun. <laughs> you know, it's the goal. Ice, ice baby. If we're going to, if that our main bad. goal is to talk to kids, you know, we yeah. know we have to make yeah. it fun. Yeah. Because they, they'll get more distracted by the screen. See, there it is again. <laughs> I just happened to look up and it's there this time. Squirrel. When I, when I don't need it to be. They're even more distracted than I am, which okay. is impressive. That is impressive. So, All right. anyway, thanks, thanks guys. so much. You're awesome. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that, is that our is that our day? That might be our day. I'm trying to find out. Oh, <laughs> she's still dancing, but more so than she was when she was here. Yeah. So. That is officially our day. Um, shorter than normal for us. We didn't. We only overflowed by one interview. Yeah. Which is way less than normal. Normally we go for an extra hour beyond what we're supposed to. So, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, for those of you who joined us live, I'll look at that camera. For those of you who have joined us live, thank you for doing so. If you haven't joined us live, that is okay. Uh, when we're live for events, you can join us uh, usually at uh, plugkitslive.com slash join us. This may have been different because of where we're broadcasting. There's no telling whether that has worked at all today. I think it's Mixer that's there right now, which means that if you go to that right now, if you're watching live and you go to plugkitslive.com slash join us, you will actually see the thing that's on the screen behind us, you'll see that feed at that URL. Uh, so all weekend you'll see the live stream of the fields and the events and all of that stuff uh, happening as it as it happens, I guess. Um, but Which is cool. You should watch live. Yes, indeed. You should. Uh, you can find us uh, for First Looks. You can find us on Facebook at First Looks and uh, at the website firstlooks.tv. Um, and there you can subscribe to our show uh, and see our, uh, our interviews as they get published individually. Uh, for those of you who can't join us live or have joined us live and would like to see these uh, with all of their audio, which may or may not have happened for all of the interviews. Hopefully we caught it quickly. So anyway, um, anyway, on behalf of the staff that's not here, which is a very small portion of the staff because almost everybody's here right now yeah i'm scott and i'm danielle and we will see you guys back for the next first looks event which is uh no telling because we keep getting new uh offers to come to events so we will keep you posted on our facebook page about when new events are coming so ciao peace